and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere, and I don't know where to start. First of all, we got to talk about George Santos spilling the beans about some potential corruption in the federal and local government. We'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, Harvard President Claudine Gay will not be fired for a variety of reasons. We'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, Novak Djokovic, one of the best tennis players to ever do it, future Hall of Famer, says, hey man, I was just doing my thing I was abiding by the rules and I became a villain overnight. Why? We'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, New York City Mayor Eric Adams in the news yet again, as he has been, this time because he rebuked the Biden administration. He says he went to D.C. to speak about the whole migrant crisis kerfuffle and he didn't really get much back. He said that help is not on the way. It's not coming to the front door. Okay. Michael Jordan not coming through that door. We'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, we got to talk about Nikki Haley's daughter, Rena Haley, responding to Vivek Ramaswamy over the whole TikTok issue. We'll talk about all those issues and much more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audio. Not audio. I'm reading the comments. I'm getting distracted. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. Thank y'all for joining. If the sound is bad, the sound is poor, y'all let me know. If everything is good to go, then y'all let me know that as well. But we have quite a bit to get into. All the aforementioned topics and also the Obama movie. I watched the Obama Netflix movie and I have some remarks. I'm going to give a full review tomorrow on the pre-recorded. But tonight I'm going to give you a preview of the review. All right, so before we get into all that, again, thank y'all again for joining. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. And first things first, before we get into anything, first things first, shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to PatriotPost.us, your best source of news and information anywhere on these internets. Their link will be in the description or just go to PatriotPost.us in your browser Tell them that ABL sent you. Also, go to the merch website, ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. We get the hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more right there on the website, ablmerch.com. Also, go to my regular website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. Go to the front page of the website. You'll be able to see articles for each video that I produce. And in each article, you'll have links and videos and a whole lot more related to the topic at hand. Again, anthonyblogan.com. Also, go to anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact to find my email address, my snail mail address, my, my UPS box, my social media accounts, my Facebook, Twitter, never going to call it X. What else? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All that good stuff is right there on the contact page, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. 
And as I always say in each and every stream, if you are wondering if you are conversing with me on the internet or not, the best way to go about it is a cross-reference. Hey, go to my contact page. If the email that you are conversing with is not there, then it's not me. If the Facebook page or the YouTube page or the Instagram page that you're conversing with is not there, then it's not me. Again, anthonyblogan.com. Nobody has time to get got by these Nigerian scammers, by these old Soviet bloc, uh, Lithuanian, Poland. Don't nobody got time for these old school, um, new school, whatever school scammers to take all your hard-earned monies, okay? I don't want to have any of you guys email me again because I have gotten emails from some of y'all talking about, oh, well, I thought it was you. I gave them my social security check. It's not my fault, okay? Please, please, please protect yourself. And just as a general warning, because it isn't just me that this whole thing happens to where people impersonate me in YouTube comments. It's not just me. This is a thing that happens all over the internet and not just on YouTube, but all over the place. I had it happen on Instagram. There was one Instagram account where the person, the fake ABL, not the real ABL, the fake ABL had 10,000 followers. So I don't know what this page was before. Maybe they had something else going on, built a following, and then they would just change it to whoever they wanted to impersonate that day to ask for money in your DMs. All right. The best way to go about figuring out if it's me or not, you see that blue check on Instagram, you see it on Facebook, Twitter. I have the verification everywhere. I don't care about paying for it or whatever. That's fine. I'm trying to protect you guys so you don't get got by these scammers out here. Don't nobody got no time for that. But again, if anybody that you think is a popular YouTube figure is commenting on one of their own videos or another video talking about, hey, send me a message here on WhatsApp or this particular random janky looking Gmail address and I can turn your $5 into $5 million, don't do it. All you're going to do is get robbed, and it's going to be kind of embarrassing. But we got a lot to get into. We have some videos to get into, and I'm going to get into that Obama movie. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, spoiler alert. The Obama movie is not good. It sucks. And there's a lot into it that I think people didn't see. Of course, the big thing is the racism element. We'll get to that a little bit later. But that's that's not even really it. There's a lot more that I'm going to discuss. So before we get into all that, let's check out some videos. Now, I'm going to start with some good news. Tucker Carlson, you guys know that he was ousted, I suppose, from Fox News. And he went to Twitter to start his own show. Now he has Tucker Carlson Network. All right. So I think this may be an announcement video. Let's check it out and RIP headphone users in advance. Let's get to it. They told you the guys torching Wendy's in 2020 were mostly peaceful. They said that masks worked. They told you the vax was safe. They've tried to convince you that Russia blew up its own pipeline. The corporate media lied too much and it killed them. We're driving to see Julian Assange. Believe me when I wait, tell wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. I should be boycotting Bud Light. Fantastic job. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. All right. So Tucker Carlson Network. Join us at TuckerCarlson.com. 
This is not an ad. If there's ever an ad on this particular platform, I will inform you. That's just me trying to support Tucker and trying to support alternative media. So hopefully he does very well with that. And we get a lot more independent networks like this because we know for 100% certain with 100% certainty that mainstream media, and it doesn't matter who you're talking about, you're talking about Fox, CNN, they're all garbage, they're all trash, bought and paid for, propaganda machines, they're terrible. So shout out to everyone out there doing good work in the alternative media space, all right? So I'm definitely going to be tuned in to Tucker's network, all right? So shout out to Carlson and TCN. We need more um, places like that for real information, for real news. Now, let's check this out. Remember, I covered the election in Argentina where we have the, the new president, Javier Malay. Now, Javier Malay, one of his main things was he's going to cut a lot of um, government bureaucracy, a lot of red tape. And as a matter of fact, let me see if I can find the um, video. He's talking about um, ministerios. Yeah, let me see if I can find that particular video. That yeah, here we go. Now that's not that's not quite it. There was a there there it is. So here's a video that he put up originally, talking about what he's going to do when he gets in office, and then we're going to see what he did on his very first day. So let's watch this. Then we keep on rocking and rolling. Ministerio de Turismo y Deporte. Afuera. Ministerio de Cultura. Afuera. Ministerio de Ambiente y Desarrollo Sostenible. Afuera. Ministerio de las Mujeres y Género y Diversidad. Afuera. So basically, if you can't speak Spanish, he's talking about all these government ministries he's going to eliminate. The Ministry of Women, Ministry of Public Works. Ministerio de Obras Públicas. Afuera. Aunque te resistas. Ministerio de Ciencia y Tecnología e Innovación. Ministry of Science, Technology, Innovation, out. Afuera. Ministerio de Trabajo, Empleo y Seguridad Social. Afuera. Ministerio de Educación. Adoctrinamiento. Ministry of Education, Indoctrination, out. Afuera. Ministerio de Transporte. Afuera. Ministerio de Salud. Afuera. Ministerio de Desarrollo Social. Afuera. Se acabó el curro de la política. The thievery of politics is over. That's his statement about all these government agencies. Now, let's see what he has done. All right. So on the very first day, the caption says, on this first day in office, new Argentinian President Javier Malay signed executive order reducing government ministries from 21 to 9. Goodness gracious. Can we please... Can we please look for Christmas? People ask me, hey, ABL, what do you want for Christmas? You know what I want for Christmas? You know what I miss? You know what I make my whole life for Christmas is if we were able to do the exact same thing in this country that they have just done in Argentina. That's what I want. Okay, I don't want no money, no cars, no clothes, no, no jewelry, no nothing. I don't want no more polo shirts. I don't want no more baseball caps. I want that right there. Let's check it out. All right, so there's no sound here. He's just signing the pen, signing everything off, and showing it to the to the screen. There we go. So very first day, um, the ministry, the Ministry of Education, Health, Culture, and nine more got cut right away. Very first day. So that is the kind of thing I want to see. That's what I like. 
instantly, first day in office, he cuts 12 of the 21 ministries. So shout out to him. Shout out to him. Javier Malay. Again, he is the new president of Argentina. I want that very same thing here. Now, I'm kind of living in reality. I mean, li living in fantasy, not reality when it comes to that, because I'm thinking about what we could have over here. If we cut a lot of these agencies, if we cut this administration and that administration and not just cut the agencies, not just cut the bureaucracy and the red tape, but also remove a lot of the power. We'll get into the power that they have in a minute once we get to George Santos and his comments. But let's come back to reality in the USA and take a gander at what's happening with our own government here. This is going to be Chucky Boy, Chuck Schumer. Let's check it out. If he gets the help he needs, he will win. On the other hand, he made it clear, and we all made it clear, that if we lose, Putin wins. And this will be very, very dangerous for the United States. So we cannot let Putin influence through any surrogate <clears throat> what, is, what we need to do for Ukraine. He also made one other point. He needs the aid quickly. If we don't give the aid quickly, several things will happen. First, the military needs, but second, Europe and many other allies will say, what is going on here? They're not giving, they're not giving them the aid. Thank you. So yeah, that's what, that's what we're doing over here. We're just focused on not necessarily the American people, the people that are hardworking, taxpaying citizens who were born here, who are not lawbreakers and criminals and whatnot. We're not worried about that too much over here. We're worried about foreign nations and making sure they get their money from our pocket. The money that they're not entitled to, but they feel like they are entitled to. Okay, so that's that's what's happening here. Now, let's let's keep on going. All right. And make sure I'm in the right place. Now, this is what's happening um, out there in Los Angeles. There's a, um, a ceasefire protest. Now, from what I read, these are Jewish people doing this. And this was crazy. And I'm not trying to be anti-Semitic. I know somebody's going to say, oh, he said they're Jewish. He's being anti-Semitic. If he says they're Jewish and he doesn't like what they did, he's an anti-Semite. But anyway, which is ridiculous. But they blocked off the road in Los Angeles. And the road they blocked, you had two big school buses right there. Yellow school buses. Now, I'm not sure if we got little kids or whatever. And... That's going to be an issue because if they're going either to school or from school, it's a problem. If you're going to school, now I'm late. I'm not getting my education. If I'm coming home, then you have parents waiting for their kids. And they're like, hey, where's little Johnny yet? It's 345 and the bus hadn't arrived. What's happening? But let's watch this. And, uh, now, was, was that on the 110? Thank you, uh, Joe Mama. Great name, by the way. The drivers that were there, uh, we uh, take a look. This, this was just about 15, 20 minutes ago. You can see here, this was before there was really any. Now, I'm trying to read what their shirts say. I think it says, not our something. I want to say not our war, but I see four letters. Not on our watch. I, can't, I, can't, I don't know what they said. Maybe we'll see you in a minute as we keep on going. Law enforcement uh, officers down there, but uh, it appears at, at least, you know. Oh, man, we're getting active. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm not even mad because, check it out. I am on the road. You don't know what I got going on in my life. You don't know where I gotta go. I mean, you're in the way. I understand you have a protest and you are passionate about what you 
believe in. I get it 100%. But also, get out the road, okay? You can protest or do what you do whatever you want to do over there. Protest and do whatever you want to do over there. Not right here in the center of the Boynton in Los Angeles. Don't nobody have time for that. Two men there looked like they were fighting. I believe it was one protester, possibly one driver, uh, where we don't know what kind of words were being exchanged, but it was pretty heated. That person being slammed down onto the ground there. And, and then that other uh, participant. So the shirts say not in our name that they have on hoodies. These are people that are on the ground locked in with each other, blocking the road. Now, I don't know about whatever you're talking about, not in our name, but this car, this F-150 going to be on your back. <laughs> are, are you going to hear is a coyote engine on top of your head, vroom, vroom, because anybody got time for this. Now, hopefully my skid plate will just knock you down and just roll you over and you won't really be injured, okay? Hopefully you just get rolled over, no injuries, but hey, man, big truck, you in the way, who's going to win? It's an obvious answer participant walking away so we can see very heated uh, emotions down there here during rush hour as most of those drivers i'm sure were probably stuck on the 110 since 9 a.m when oh my God. the freeway was shut because of these protesters that sat down across the 110 freeway there uh you know the traffic uh, looking at the traffic maps as kalina had mentioned is now backed way up all the way into glendale on the five and into hollywood on the 101 now, for you guys who are Californians, what does all that mean? Okay, uh, the 101 to 5, like how far is that? How far of a backup is that in miles? Okay, I don't, I don't understand necessarily Los Angeles speak about the particular roads they have out there. But I presume that it's going to be a pretty big backup because LA traffic, from what I hear, is always bad. And a thing like this where they're literally blocking the traffic makes it that much worse, exponentially worse and up into Cypress Park on the 110. So this so yeah, that is what's happening out there in Los Angeles because, again, they're out there protesting for a ceasefire in Israel, Gaza, whatever you want to call it. And from what I read, these are Jewish people that were out there protesting for a ceasefire, all right? And that is kind of what's happening under the Biden administration. Also, we got some more stuff happening under Biden. Here's a pretty interesting fact about finances, about your cash, about your money. Now, I posted a picture on my social media about housing as far as the comparison between what it costs to rent and when it costs for a new mortgage. All right. So today, if you were to go out there and get a brand new mortgage, there's going to be a, a difference in what you would pay for that mortgage versus what rent would be. Now, we put it on the screen right quick, and then we're going to get to the update here. So check it out. Look at this. You see this chart, this graph? It says cost of renting versus owning. Okay, now, for a while, from, I say, what, 2010-ish, 2008, after, the, more, after the, the housing market collapsed, from about 2010 to... 2020-ish, 2021-ish, your average new um, home payment was less than your average new lease payment. Now, of course, there's more into it than, than a lease payment or the mortgage payment, but look at this here. 
after I say 2021, 2022, look at how much the average new home payment jumped up versus the average new monthly lease payment. I mean, it's not even close. It's not even close. At one point, I say that might have been 2021, 2022-ish. At one point, the average new lease payment was the equivalent of an average new mortgage at about $2,000. That's what it was. But then, ever since then, in about a couple years, maybe a year and a half, the average new home payment is well beyond $3,000. And the lease payment is still close to $2,000, about $2,200, probably about $2,100, compared to well beyond, I say probably about $3,200. That's what's happening in the past couple of years. Now, check it out. Watch this. Mortgage payments on a new home have risen 90% under Biden's presidency. 90%. That's New York Post saying that. Now, built back better. What are we building back? We're building back expensive houses. We're building back uh, very high, sky high mortgages. We're building back the inability of American taxpayers to live comfortably. Is that what we're building back, Joe? We, we did it, Joe. We rose the price of a new mortgage by 90% in this country. I mean, it's totally crazy, totally nuts. But, hey, that's what you get, right? And it's funny because I'm seeing a lot of conversation on social media about, um, about Trump and the platinum plan. You know, I, I was talking about the platinum plan, and I said, I made a statement on my Twitter, and I put it on the stream before, but basically what I said was, Trump offered the black community $500 billion, with a B, $500 billion. Rather than the community taking it, we just said, no, we don't want that. And we voted for the guy who gave that same money because, remember, the migrant crisis a few weeks ago cost us $451 billion and counting. So it's not even done. And that's been over the past year and some change. billion. So rather than giving the community that money, it went to the illegal aliens, the asylum seekers, the migrants, whatever you want to call them, went to them. New York City alone has to cut their budget because they are paying $7 billion in just one city, $7 billion, because in one year you had 150,000 migrants flood into the city. Where are you going to put them? How are you going to feed them? What, what's going to happen? The, the winter is coming. The cold's coming. They're going to be out there in the snow. They're not used to that. You're coming from Honduras. You go from being on the beach your whole life to now all of a sudden you are in the polar vortex. What are you going to do? It's going to take money to be able to warm you up. Okay? So that is the current legacy of President Joe Biden messing everything up. Barack Obama said that he would mess things up and we'll get to Mr. Barry Yo a little bit later, but speaking about the white house, things that are doing wrong. Um, I have some cringe for you. Now this is going to be ultimate cringe. Like the SNL skit. Did you guys see the SNL skit about um, Claudine Gay and the other um, university presidents? That was cringe. As I said on my social media, if I could bottle that cringe and sell it, I would become an overnight trillionaire. Overnight trillionaire, I can bottle the cringe and sell it. It could be a delicacy, a spice, fuel. 
It could be all of that. This is ultimate cringe. Now, here is a post from Jill, the caretaker, I mean, first lady. And let's see what she writes. Then we're going to get into the cringe. And I'm warning you, be ready. Her caption says, a bit of magic, wonder, and joy brought to you by the talented tappers of Dorrance Dance performing their playful interpretation of the Nutcracker Suite. Enjoy. Heart emojis. Let's check it out. And RIP headphone users. RIP people that have eyes and can see. Now, this is in the White House. I've been here before. I recognize this. This is the White House, obviously. Now, I don't want to get a strike, so I'm going to just turn the music down a little bit. There we go. So, again, no music because of the strike or potential. Hey, I know that it's hard to um, buy a dozen eggs, but check it out, man. We out here dancing. It's opulent. It's bread and circus, man. Enjoy. Enjoy the show. Let them eat cake. I mean, the dance is not that bad, but it's kind of strange. My man right here, what is, is he, is he a carnation? Is he a prom carnation? What is going on here? Oh, oh, no, no, no. Uh oh, we, we messing up now. <laughs> oh man, the, 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 bro, like the, the, the frat bros, the Kappas are going to be upset at this. Oh, no, no, no. But hey, it's Joe Biden. He could do whatever he wants. If they're not, if they didn't get mad at the whole, you ain't black thing. They won't get mad at that either. All right. I know, I know they're going to they're going to turn me up because of that music. I already know it. So I'm going to just cut that off for now. All right, so that, that, that's that's the White House is what we got for you, the Nutcracker, okay? Um, her her dance moves are a little 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 janky at best. I'm not sure what's happening here, but yeah, that's that's what that's what that's all we, that's all we got for you, man. Look, that's all we can really do for you. We we don't have a good economy. It's hard out here trying to buy a loaf of bread. You might be going to the um, store. To the the Publix, the Food City, the Piggly Wiggly, with a whole wheelbarrow for the money to get a steak, a dozen eggs because of hyperinflation and things of this nature. But don't worry about it. We got the entertainment. So that came from um, the Vice President Jill Biden on her Twitter. All right, I know I know you guys wanted to see the full thing. I, I'm sorry to cut it off for you. Uh, if you want to see that, and I, I know you guys do. If you want to see it, I will link to it in the box. But Back to reality. Let, let's go back here talking about the southern border. That's still wide open and it's not going to be closing anytime soon. I'm going to show you how wide open it is. Then I'm going to show you an interview with some guys who.
who were right there at the border trying to come across. This is going to kind of enlighten you. If you're not really aware of what's happening, you're not, you don't really know what they do once they get across, this is going to be kind of shocking. But first things first, let's, let's look at the actual border and see what's happening. Matter of fact, hold on. This might not be at the border. This is Pedras Negras. Where is it? This might be the, that's, that's Mexico. So, yeah, it's right on the border. Um, Eagle Pass. So they're about to go to Eagle Pass. And let's check it out. All right. And here we are. This is a train, actually. They're also cheerful because, you know, it's weird. I was always told that the asylum seekers are fleeing oppression and poverty and violence. They seem cheerful. Like they're about to go to a game show and win a brand new car. They don't appear to be so downtrodden and hopeless and hungry and everything else. Okay, I'm seeing a bunch of 3,000 a day calorie eaters on these trains. But, hey, man, I don't want to judge nobody because you can identify as you can identify as an asylum seeker and come to the country and get in. So who am I to judge, right? Who am I to judge? So there we go. That right there, this is a train close to Eagle Pass, Texas in Mexico, right across from Eagle Pass in Mexico. So there we have it. And I was reading the comments. Did I not say first lady earlier speaking about Joe Biden? Hey, sometimes I just get caught up in the moment and say the wrong thing. But that's what I meant. Jill Biden, the first lady, um, the first caretaker. Now, this video is really crazy. This is an interview with some of the guys who are coming across. And you know what was funny? When we saw the whole thing with the Haitians and the, the so-called whipping, which obviously was not a whipping, that was the dumbest. That controversy was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I mean, people are just so silly. They, they don't understand. They think that horse reins were literally whips. And because they're black, they were getting whipped. It's like, where are we at? And, and it, it, wasn't, it wasn't just the normies on the internet who thought that. That's one thing. A lot of your normies who don't know anything will believe anything. You guys are not that. You guys are very brilliant. You watch this show and watch others. You're informed. But your average just mouth breather out there, they have no idea. But it wasn't just them. This got all the way to the government. Like, these guys got in trouble for, for nothing other than the ignorance of a large part of the general public. That was, that was all that it was. All right. Now, let's go to reality here and speak to some guys that are on the border. And the reason why I was talking about the whole thing with the Haitians is because back then, I remember people were saying, how did Haitians get to Mexico? Because isn't Haiti far away? Isn't it some water in between Haiti and the next country aside from Dominican Republic? It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's not just Mexicans that come across. And as a matter of fact, if you see some of these interviews on the border, you're not going to see any Mexicans. They're not going to be the guys that are coming in these big groups. You're going to have everybody but Mexicans. Because Mexicans, they're already here. 
you're not going to see them. You're going to see Africans, Chinese, Europeans. You're going to see everyone except for Mexicans. Now, here's the interview. Let's check it out. All right, we got guys posing for the camera. Yay, America. America is come back. You know? You come to, welcome to America. Welcome to Joe Biden. Stay tuned, nigga. Hey, what's up, America, nigga? Hey, oh my God. This New York shit, man. What's up? What's up, nigga? So obviously, an African trying to be African-American, obviously. And if anybody is offended at him using that word, it's your fault if you say it. If you are a black American and you say N-word, this N-word, that is your fault because all they're doing is trying to be like you. But again, you guys in the audience don't do that, so I ain't talking to y'all. But if somebody comes across the video and it's like, hey, why is this West African guy talking about N-word, N-word, trying to be like you? That's all. The, the, the black American, that's like what all the other black people in the world kind of want to aspire to be. Even if they don't really want to keep the culture, they want to come over here and become as successful as us. But I don't want to get too deep, so I'll leave that alone. Let's keep on going. From to, I'm from to Guinea Conakry. Guinea Conakry. Guinea? Guinea Conakry. All Guinea. So they're from Guinea Conakry. Now, if you don't know, there are three Guineas in Africa. Because just a little bit of history, back in when they were controlled by the Europeans, I think it was the English the Portuguese and the Spanish or the French. I'm not quite sure, but they control different guineas. And after the colonization was over, they had names that still kept Guinea in it, but slightly different. So you have the regular Guinea, which is Guinea Carnarchy, because the main city on the coast is Carnarchy. Right next to Guinea Carnarchy is Guinea Bissau, and their main city is Bissau. And then to the south of Cameroon and I think north of Gabon, and to the west of um, ROC, you have Equatorial Guinea. They're from Guinea Conakry, basically West Africa, Liberia, Sierra Leone, that part of the world. How did they get here, ABL? You got a thing called planes <laughs> that fly from Africa, and they had money in Africa to get over here. Have you been to Africa? Have you been to Europe? Have you flown across the Atlantic or the Pacific Ocean as an American? They have. Oh, they're so poor and hungry. I can't tell. Okay. Yeah. You're going to New York? Yeah, New York City. All New York? Yes. You get hotel? They give hotel? Phone? Telephone? Telephone, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Telephone. Yeah, telephone, yeah. Address. 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 Oh, you have address? Yes. Yes. Do you know people that, friends? Yes. yes. My parents. My parents. Parents. parents are there. My, my father. Your father's there. Yes. Okay. So you gonna what are you gonna do? Huh? When you get there? What do? Yeah. What? What what when you get to New York? You do for work. What do? Work. Uh, um uh, US military. You are you gonna go to the military? military. Marines, Marines. Marines, military Marines. So are you guys hearing this? The question was, hey, when you guys get to America, and then somebody said it's not Carnarchy, it's Canarchy. Tomato, tomato, who cares? But anyway, the question was, what are you going to do when you get to America for work? We're going to the military, U.S. Marine Corps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Check it out. You know what's crazy? 
you, you know what's crazy? Hear me, hear me clearly. These guys are going to pass the background check, physical exam, and they're enthusiastic. A lot of Americans are not trying to join for legitimate reasons. Leadership is bad. They could do other things rather than join the military. They're not trying to fight in wars. They don't need to. And then if they want to, a lot of times they can't pass background checks. They got um, backgrounds with drugs, felonies, and they fat, overweight, or whatever. These guys, obviously, in shape, can fight. They'll be right in the military. Remember, remember, I played the video of Dick Durbin, an Illinois senator, that says, hey, I support my colleague recommending that we take from the migrant pool and have them become part of the military. That was a policy under W to quote unquote fight the war on terror. And that was a policy until 2016. Nine citizens would join the military in exchange for citizenship. That was policy. They're going to bring that back. They're flooding the country with these people. A lot of war age, military age men, they will be in the military. That will be your new military. And as I said before, People are saying, well, look, in a time of a, a civil war, if the government wanted to crack down on its citizens, the military would not pick up arms against their fellow countrymen. But what if you got guys from Guinea, Africa, West Africa? Do they really care about you like that? Maybe, but maybe not. You're all you're going to yes. go to the Marines. Yeah, military. Military. My okay. work favorite. Can you make it very difficult? Is okay? Are you yeah. strong? Yeah. You're very strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Marines are the Marines. The Marines are very tough. I don't know what it means, but thank you very much. Fulani, that's their that's their tribe. I think that's that's what I heard. Fulani. Thank you, thank you, man. Thank you, nigga. Thank you. Thank you, my big bro. Thank you, N word. Oh, and by the way, by the way, they, the guys are right there from Guinea, West Africa. They, they requested the interview with the guy because they saw him out there on the border talking to people. They requested the interview to get on camera and do that. It wasn't just, okay, he's filming and no, no, no. They asked, Hey, can you film us? Can you give us an interview? Yes. That was what happened. All right. So shout out to Jeff, Jeff Rainforth. All right. Y'all follow him on uh, Twitter at Liberty underscore Clarion. Facebook, uh, Real Jeff Rainforth. You see all the socials right there on the screen. Y'all check him out. Um, I open an interview. So you're going to have these guys in the military. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen because they're not meeting the marks. They're not meeting the marks. Look, you 10,000 guys short, 15,000 guys short, and you got a bunch of these guys who could join the military. They could fit. The the um, physical standards are not going to be overweight. These guys are going to be in shape. They can run, jump. They're going to be young, 18, 21, 23, 25. Perfect. Okay. If you just need bodies for the front line, all right, cool. Go ahead. And the problem with that is you got so many guys coming across illegally, in my opinion, that you are going to have a hard time really doing background checks. We have Chinese spies here right now. They're already here. Before the migrant crisis happened, they were already here. We know about Eric Swalwell and Yum Yum. I mean, Fang Fang. We know about that. 
and she wasn't in the military. She was just a spy. She was just out there, you know, uh, fornicating with college guys trying to get intel. But what if you got guys in the military, active duty, who were also Chinese spies? We've seen that. There were two guys that got caught in the military who were actually Chinese spies. Let me see if I can find that particular video. And if you like what you are hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Oh, here it is right here. Look at this. Okay, I found it that quick. Watch this. This is on the DOJ's website. Yeah, it's a DOJ website, the .gov website. Two U.S. Navy service members arrested for transmitting military information to People's Republic of China. Okay, this was this year, 2023, August 3rd, 2023. Okay, I covered the story. So I'm not making it up. It's right here on the DOJ website. You can see it. So what's going to happen when you get all these guys that come from all over the world and a number two group behind Central America, Mexico, really, are Chinese nationals coming across the southern border, not just coming into the country on, a, on an expired visa or something like that, H-1B. I'm talking about walking across Darien Gap on through uh, Central America to Texas. The number two group is Chinese nationals. You're going to have more of that if they get into the military. So, hey, man, be careful. And they're telling you what they're going to do right there. And you got Dick Durbin saying the same thing. So the migrants are saying one thing. Guys in the government are saying one thing. They'll come together and they make a deal. Now, let's keep on going here. Oh, and New York. Like I said, New York, they had... 150,000 of these migrants pour into the city in just about one year, maybe about 18 months of time. 150,000 migrants. That's not including anybody just wants to go to New York and live there. Anybody want to move to New York? That's not including them. That's just migrants coming through. Now, um, they had to cut city budgets to make, you know, make the whole thing work. These are, this is not a free thing. It cost them $7 billion to take care of these people. And in the meantime, we have the city falling apart. Let's check this out. Here. All right, let me get it on the screen. In New York City tonight, the emergency playing out right now after part of an apartment building collapsed in the Bronx. The images coming in, firefighters rushing to the scene on Billingsley Terrace in the Morris Heights neighborhood. The stunning sight, one corner of the building simply gone, rooms and furniture exposed there. Police dogs and first responders searching the rubble right now for victims, looking for survivors in what remains. Drones and robots on the scene tonight, neighbors and residents looking on. Authorities going from apartment to apartment of what's still standing there. And there is late word coming in about the staggering number of violations reported in that apartment building. ABC's Trevor Alt leading us off here in New York tonight. Tonight, an urgent search underway after the partial collapse of this New York City apartment building. We got a uh, significant collapse. It's a six-story, looks like an occupied building. Video shows the corner of the six-story building having crashed down to the street in the Morris Heights neighborhood of the Bronx. Bedrooms left exposed, resident personal items dangling into the apartments below. This is a crazy thing. We got, um, looks like a, um, a corner fan, people's beds, like their whole apartment there, you got a cross right there on the on the wall. You have whole apartments just completely exposed to the elements because of a collapse. 
it's like six floors, I think, just collapsed on a corner of the building. That's happening right now. But meanwhile, let's cut money from city services to make way for the migrants. You see? And then you got to ask yourself, okay, do we have an old building that just fell apart? Or do we have something that was caused by people that don't understand how to use this somewhat modern technology? Because remember, they are in the, the hotel in um, Times Square, I believe, in Manhattan. I forget the name of y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But the hotel they were in was a beautiful landmark. It was a gym. And people that worked there recently said that the migrants came in and pretty much destroyed it, causing fires in the rooms, flooding the rooms because they were not using the shower curtain. They were just letting stuff flood over. They used, they're not using drugs, all types of stuff. So I'm just asking the question. I don't have the answer, but I'm just putting it out there. Right, we just got a phone call reporting someone possibly under the debris. Crews now digging through the rubble, deploying fire ladders and flying drones through the unstable structure, going floor by floor looking for survivors. So far, no injuries have been reported. It came from the top first and it just started falling down everywhere. And this, and by time going, the things just kept kept falling down. The collapse comes after a weekend of heavy rain and wind in New mm. York City, though it's unclear if that was a factor cause of the collapse is now under investigation. Well, that might do it. You got an old structure, probably got termite damage. If you got like a wood frame, uh, it, it's just old stuff that needs to be repaired. And that kind of issue, and part in the freeze frame, that kind of issue is all over the city, not just with buildings, but other infrastructure, uh, your, your pipes, your underground stuff. It's an issue all over the city and all over the country. But hey, man, let's spend billions. Let's spend $450 billion on migrants. But hey, maybe the plan is to bring the migrants in and have them repair the infrastructure for next to no money. Kind of like the new slave labor. I said it on Twitter. I was like, look, the migrants are the new slaves. People say, oh, man, how could you say that? They didn't go with you. They, they didn't have our experience. They didn't get beaten, whipped, and they are here for on their own free will. It's like you're not even understanding the point. The point is that they are the new slaves in the sense that they're going to be here to do certain jobs for a very low amount of money or next to no money, as low as possible. Same thing happening over in China. They have their own form of, I guess you would say, slavery or pseudo-slavery. Okay, so you're working in a factory, and they got it down to a science to where you have almost no time at all for yourself. You're dedicated to this factory. You're hunched over a desk 18 hours a day um, doing more repetitive tasks. It's driving you crazy, so crazy that at the Foxconn warehouse or the factory where they make your iPhones and iPads and everything else, they have self-deletion nets. I don't want to say the S word. They have self-deletion nets around the facility so when you just want to end it all because you do not like your job, you're not getting paid anything, you live right there at the actual um, factory, you don't like life anymore, you want to end it, you'll go into the net and you won't crash down to the ground. Okay, so it's, it's similar to slave labor, and it might even be worse because they're making you be basically like a, a human machine, a, a human tool that can't really exist beyond that. Your whole life is regulated. Your bathroom breaks, what you eat, where you eat, how much you spend. It's all down to the, the bare minimum nickel to maximize profits. It'll be the same thing with these migrants. They're going to be a new slaves. 
Okay, it's a 2023 version of slavery. Why would you have a slave where you got all kind of laws and you beating them and hanging them and you building houses outside of your house and nah, let's don't gotta do all that. Look, have them figure out where they're gonna live. If they're gonna be homeless in the tent, then they're gonna be homeless in the tent. In Chicago, New York, etc., they got them out there in the polar vortex in the tent. That's fine, but look, okay, still go over here to dig this ditch. Still go over there to fix this pipe. Okay. Still stand right here with a sign at a work site. That that's kind of what's going on in my opinion, but I'm getting triggered. So let's get to your man Hunter. Now Hunter was summoned for a deposition and didn't really show up. We well, did show up, but not for deposition. He showed up outside of the, the Capitol, I believe, or somewhere in DC and spoke for a minute. And that was pretty much it. Now, my thing is, okay, is Hunter ever going to be held accountable? Because I thought if you had a subpoena to go to a deposition and you didn't go, you would get in trouble. Now, it's a congressional hearing. I'm not sure how that works. Is it the same thing as you getting summoned by a court of law? Is that the same thing? I don't really know. But Hunter was like, man, I ain't going to that. Now, if he doesn't go and there's no penalty, then I have to ask, what was the point of summoning him? Why do that? All he's doing right now is giving you his hind parts to kiss. I'm not going to do anything. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I smoked crack. Yeah, I had a pistol illegally. So what? What are you going to do? It's a question. It's kind of like we're playing chicken with him. Okay, uh, I did this. I did that. Yeah, so what? All right, what, what are you going to do about it? And the more we don't do anything, the weaker we look in the eyes of the general public, from my point of view. And quite frankly, I'm getting tired of it. They're talking about, okay, we pushed forward an impeachment inquiry on Joe Biden. Okay, what, what does that mean, an impeachment inquiry? Like, wasn't that already done? Are we going to impeach him? Are we not going to impeach him? Wake me up when he gets impeached. If he doesn't get impeached, and he was not going to get impeached from the very beginning, then why do all this? For what? What is the reason? If you knew from the jump that it wasn't going to get done, why start? Why? I don't understand. But let's just watch this right quick. I do think, you know, there's some funky stuff that goes on on Capitol Hill that we don't have in courtrooms. One of them is these fellas are all going away on vacation in a couple of days, right? So it seems to me like they've they've gotten their schedule screwed up. The sensible way to do this, if you were going to actually have a vote for the impeachment inquiry, is to vote for the impeachment inquiry so that you have it as, you know, the, the Constitution reposes impeachment authority in the House, not in the Speaker. So you need the House to vote for it, at least as a good argument that you do. And then you get the president's son, once you have that nailed down, then you get the president's son uh, a subpoena where it's backed by a vote of the House and there's more pressure on him to show up and testify rather than giving him an argument, which they have done, that the subpoena is not legitimate because they hadn't authorized the inquiry yet. Mm -hmm. But I think this is all a function of they're trying to get their work done and get out mm -hmm. of town. And that wouldn't happen in a in a 
you know, a criminal justice proceeding. Yeah, to, just for the record, your official phrase was some funky stuff. Some funky stuff, indeed. And you're looking at um, some... I, 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 I didn't know that in the original Latin, but uh, you, know, you know what I'm I sure mean. I'm sure you could ask ChatGPT while I tell you what's ha- what you're seeing on your screen. This is the room where Hunter Biden was going to have this deposition. And so now you have the media taking some pictures of basically what is going to be an empty room. I believe we have Miranda Devine with us. Is that right, Miranda? Yes, hi. All right, I'm going to pause that right there. Now, I'm going to try to find what Hunter um, was talking about because he did go um, to the Capitol and say a few words, and he pretty much bounced after that. Here we go. Let's check it out. Already been a five-year investigation of me. Yet, here I am, Mr. Chairman, taking up your offer when you said we can bring these people in for depositions or committee hearings, whichever they choose. Well, I've chosen. I am here to testify at a public hearing today to answer any of the committee's legitimate questions. Republicans do not want an open process where Americans can see their tactics, expose their baseless inquiry, or hear what I have to say. What are they afraid of? I'm here. I'm ready. Hunter, are you ready to go so that was pretty much it. Okay. Again, Hunter Biden was summoned for a, de- for a deposition. Um, and he did not go. <laughs> He's just like, man, I'm not going to that. All he did was go to the Capitol and say a few words and left it, it it just i don't even i don't even know what to say really it just it's kind of embarrassing and if there's no penalty for what he just did then what was the purpose of summoning him to begin with why even do that what was the reason because you have to understand if there's no penalty you had to have factored in to your process before you did this, that he could do something like that and you wouldn't have anything, you, you couldn't, there, there's no recourse. Why would you think that he would voluntarily go to that? For what? It makes no sense. Now, here is them voting on the impeachment inquiry. On this vote, the yeas are 221 and the nays are 212. The resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. All right, there we have it. Okay, so let's see what happens. Again, that's the Biden impeachment inquiry. So they're going to just find out, okay, if we're going to impeach him or not. This, that, I think that's, that's going to go nowhere. It's going to be hard to actually impeach Joe Biden, let alone to get him convicted. Because remember, there's, a, there's two things here. First, the impeachment, because we know, pardon me, we know Trump got impeached twice. But he beat both cases. So I don't see how it would be any different here. They're barely able to get him impeached. They're struggling to get to the impeachment phase. So if they do cross that boundary, how are they going to get him convicted? I don't see it happening. I, I just I just don't. You know, it what is gonna happen under Trump, and Trump was hated by a lot of these people in DC. And Biden, they want to protect. So they definitely won't impeach him. All right. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. 
like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff that helped me out tremendously. Now we're going to get to the Harvard president, uh, Claudine Gay. Now Claudine Gay, she black. She is the president of Harvard who just got selected to be the president in July of this year. Now there's a lot of things about her, a lot of allegations and some things that could be true. Let me just pull her out right quick. So you can see who I'm talking about Claudine Gay. Now she is not gay, actually. She's married to a man. So she, she does not have the LGBT part. But if you saw her hairstyle and you see that you hear the name gay, you might think that she's gay, but she's not. She's married to a man, the white man, of course. Nothing against that, but I'm just saying that's usually how the book types are. They talk about white, 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 then you're married to a white person. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. She is a president of Harvard. Now, she attended a congressional hearing on campus anti-Semitism. It was not just her who was there getting asked questions by the likes of um, the New York House rep. Um, who was that? Uh, Elise Stefanik. Not just her. You also had two other presidents and a professor. You had the president of Penn. I, th I think that's uh, Liz McGill, the president of MIT. I forget her name. You guys know what I'm talking about. And a president, pardon me, a professor at another college in D.C., American University. And she's a professor of Jewish studies. These are all women. All four people are women, including three presidents of universities. Now, my question I had was this. Were they selected to be part of this hearing because they're women? Or, or is academia at this point a matriarchy? Which one is it? And then if we're going to ask the question about diversity, equity, and inclusion when it comes to Claudine Gay, then the same thing must be asked of the other professors who all just happen to be women. I think there might be some, you know, oh, okay, there are women and they, they cross that particular, they, they dot that particular I on diversity, equity, and inclusion, Okay. But anyway, so she was asked certain questions by Elise Stefanik, and the way she answered it was the same way they answered it, talking about um, anti-Semitism and is it, is it a violation of your, your policy? We'll get to the video in a minute. But also, more about Ms. Gay. She is an alleged plagiarist, and I believe uh, Carol Swain, another black woman, Carol Swain says that Claudine Gay plagiarized a lot of her older work going back to the late 90s, like 97. So you have an alleged plagiarist, someone who is thought to be the president of Harvard because she's black and a woman, and she has allegations of anti-Semitism in the back. So that is the general background behind Miss Claudine Gay. Now, let's get to the actual testimony here. I'll put it on the screen right quick. And again, it wasn't just her there. You had four people in total, including three presidents and a professor. Let's check it out. Let me ask you this. You are president of Harvard, so I assume you're familiar with the term intifada, correct? I've heard that term, yes. And you understand that the use of the term intifada in the context of the Israeli-Arab conflict is indeed a call for violent armed resistance against the state of Israel, including violence against civilians and the genocide of Jews. Are you aware of that? 
That type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. And there have been multiple marches at Harvard with students chanting, quote, there is only one solution, Intifada revolution, and, quote, globalize the Intifada. Is that correct? I've heard that thoughtless, reckless, and hateful language on our campus, yes. So based upon your testimony, you understand that this call for Intifada is to commit genocide against the Jewish people in Israel and globally, correct? I will say again, that type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. Do you believe that type of hateful speech is contrary to Harvard's code of conduct, or is it allowed at Harvard? It is at odds with the values of Harvard. Can you but not say here that it is also... against the code of conduct at Harvard? So this goes on for a while, and the thing about it is Claudine Gay and her back and forth with Elise Stefanik was not unique at the hearing. Every person that was at the hearing speaking to Elise Stefanik about the same issue had the same answer. Kind of evasive, kind of taking the middle, talking about they got freedom of speech. They all said it. But the reason why Claudine Gay got the highlight is because black woman, um, plagiarist, it, it does well for the media. It does great because it could say, Oh, well, Republicans, they hate women, they hate black women, and they hate diversity, and it's, it's just easy for the media consumption. That's the reason why she was the highlight. Now, let me see if I can get you guys the other video of the other people, the other president saying the exact same thing, all right? And if you like what you're hearing, you don't know what to do, get a video with a thumbs up. Shout out to you guys on Facebook as well. I see you. I did not forget about you at all. Thank you guys for watching over on the Facebooks and shout out to you guys who are also listening to me on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether it be Google Play, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, etc. Link for that will be in the box. If you guys want to check me out there, audio only after the show is over. But let me get to um, this here. All right. Uh, Madam Chair, I'd like to yield the balance of my time to the gentlewoman from New York. Dr. Kornbluth. Yes. Does M at MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment? Yes, sir. So we have all the presidents right here and the professor. You got three women, well, four total, including three presidents. You have Claudine Gay, uh, Sally Kornbluth, Liz McGill, and also Pam Nadell. Pam Nadell, she's a um, professor at American for Jewish Studies. They're all right here at the table getting asked the same questions, and they're all answering the same way. And Bill Ackman, the billionaire donor, called for them all to get fired. No. If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context, when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated of, as harassment if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? 
If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. Now, I see a comment right there. One person out of the four is no longer employed, and that's Miss uh, Liz McGill. She resigned, and I think the board resigned, but she's the only one who resigned. Pam Nadell, the professor, she did not resign. Claudine Gay did not resign. And Sally Kornbluth did not resign or get fired. The only one not employed, one out of the four on the stand right there, on the stage, is Miss Liz McGill, the, I guess you would say, now former president of Penn, UPenn. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congress. They all said the same thing. That's the point I'm trying to make. All right. But again, the reason why this lady right here, hold on. The reason why she became the face of it on the news is because it makes for good click. Hey, black woman, uh, first black president at Harvard, 370 years, all this and that. That's the whole thing. And by the way, Elise Stefanik is a Harvard alum. She graduated in 06. So that's a little bit of, you know, a little bit of bias there. But anyway, I digress. Um. Nothing, nothing will happen. Look, this is not an issue that is widely supported on a bipartisan level. It's really, it's, it's a weird thing because the whole issue of Israel and defending Israel is a mostly conservative issue and also some Jewish people, but not even all Jews agree. A lot of your liberal Jews, which are the majority of Jews, put it to you this way. Jews in America vote like 75% for the Democratic Party. Okay, you're getting closer to black American or more. You get you're you're more than Hispanic, but less than black American when it comes to Jews voting for the Democratic Party. And a lot of these same people do not support what's happening over in the whole Palestine issue. They don't like what IDF is doing to Palestine, and they think that the Palestinians are being oppressed by the Israelis. These are Jews that think this. Remember. The video I told you earlier of the, the 110 being blocked in Los Angeles, that was Jews doing that. And there was a code open on SNL. Now, I'm going to play a little bit of this. I cannot play more than about two seconds because I know how SNL is. They want to strike you immediately. But let's just watch this. Now, this was really bad. I'm talking about pure the, the cringe on this. If I could bottle this cringe and sell it, I'd be a trillionaire overnight. Now, this code open was making fun of Elise Stefanik and they were giving grace to the, to the, to the presidents of the schools. All right, let's check it out. Again, this is the SNL code open. Odious oration. Sure. That variety of odious oration is vis-a-vis -vis me repugnant. <laughs> now, what measures are you taking to protect Jewish students at Harvard? So you see kind of what's going on. They're making fun of Elise Stefanik and defending them. We're taking precautions to protect all students, Jewish students, Muslim students. <laughs> Again, uh, just the first one. So now understand this. SNL, Saturday Night Live, is one of the most Jewish institutions on television. I said in my video, Lauren Michaels, who created SNL alongside, I think, two or three of his friends back in 1975, and he's still there right now in 2023, Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels was born in 1944 in British Mandate Palestine in the kibbutz. Very Jewish. 
he moved from what was then Palestine. It wasn't Israel yet. Again, in 1944, that was called Palestine, the whole thing. And 1948, it became Israel. Different story. I digress. When he was a baby, his parents moved him to Toronto where he grew up in Canada. So Lauren Michaels gave the okay for the skit. And that is a general thought process of a lot of Jews in America and like the West. In Israel, it's different because they're right there and they are dealing with what's happening on the ground. But people on the outside do not see the same. They don't see things the way that conservatives who are religious see it in America. Conservatives here see Israel as the holy land and they can't do any wrong, but nobody else does. And that is a problem. So when you call them for a Claudine Gay to get fired, understand that you're not going to have any support. You're only going to have support among conservative voices. And how do we have any power in academia? We have no power in academia. It's been controlled by the matriarchy and the LGBT and the unholy alliance. Conservatives have no place in academia at all. So when you try to say, oh, fire her, man, please, <laughs> they are not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Now, if you act up in academia, Mr. Conservative guy, oh, you're toast. You're finished. Okay. You see how hard it is right now to get the Transformers off of the swim team. So how are you going to get a president fired up at Harvard? Man, come on. Let, let's stop. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. All right. Was Joe also born 1944? That's pretty interesting. Joe Joe Biden, creepy Joe. Now, let's talk about um, your main man, Novak Djokovic. Remember, Novak, he, he was in the media at the beginning of 2022, uh, almost two years ago, because he refused to get the Vex. Now, Novak, he obviously one of the best tennis players ever. He was in Australia for the Australian Open. This is their big, one of their big dances, if not the big dance in tennis. And he was going to play, obviously. One of the best tennis players to ever do it. At his prime, he was going to play. And he could have won. But because he refused to get the vax, there was some controversy. You see, they gave him an exception. Remember that whole thing? <laughs> the, 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 look, I will never... I will never forget what they did during this whole lockdown kerfuffle. Remember what they did at, I believe, Madison Square Garden, where if you did not have the vax, you couldn't go into the building unless you were on a team. Like, it was a whole thing. Like, they kind of loosened it up. First, it was, okay, if you don't have the vax, you can't enter the building at all. If you were, or not, not what was it? Y'all help me out. I think it was you couldn't go into the building if you were on the team playing basketball unless you were vexed. But the people in the crowd could without being vexed. The dumbest thing ever. But anyway, there was all kind of exceptions and rules for this person or that person or this profession, that profession. There was all kind of things that didn't make any sense during this whole time. Now, Novak got an exception in Australia to play in the Australian Open without being vexed. But Australians and some of the politicians said, hey, that's not fair. That's exceptionalism. 
So rather than allowing him to stay in the country and play in the game, he got deported. He couldn't play in the game because he was not vexed. He was a villain overnight. And he was like, how am I a villain? I did what they asked me to do. I got my exception and took it away and I got deported, but I'm the villain. It looks like they did something to me, but let's see what he has to say here. Yeah, shout out to Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie was right. Kanye was right. Oh, yes, they were. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes guys get called crazy, mentally unstable, and sometimes they're right. Sometimes guys are crazy. A little bit, you know, a few trees short of a forest, a few crayons short of an entire 64 account box. They're a little bit off their rocker, okay? They, they're a little bit, they're about 75% off, okay? But sometimes these guys are not crazy. They are just misunderstood ahead of their time. And they're saying things that the general public doesn't really want to believe in in the moment. People are gripped with fear and they don't understand how to process their feelings. Someone comes along and says, hey, I think this, I believe this. I think, here's my opinion. They get booed, they get booed off the stage. They're not taken seriously. And then when you look back five years later, 10 years later, I'm sorry, you were right the whole time. But let's watch this from Novak Djokovic. Your tennis is so precise and crisp. How do you handle it when you make these sort of errors and lapses when you break a racket or when your emotions get the better of you? Now, I got to pause it a lot because this is 60 minutes and they're going to try to give me a copyright. But to answer the question about what did Kyrie say, Kyrie Irving, of course, played basketball for the new, um, at the time New, new Jersey Nets. Nah, it wasn't New Jersey. It was the Brooklyn Nets. They used to play in New Jersey, and then they went to Brooklyn. And he did not want to get the vex because it was a rule. If you were an employee working in New York City, you had to be vaccinated. And he didn't want to do it. And as a result, he did not play for the majority of the season. Then he wound up getting traded. It was a whole big thing that happened. But obviously... He was right to not get the vax because the vax mandate wound up being taken away. Although the virus has not gone anywhere, it's still here with us. But the mandate being taken away, it got taken away eventually. And he was able to come back and play on the team in the same place where he had always been. And then it was crazy because Kyrie couldn't play in the game, but he could sit on the bench next to his teammates in plain clothes, the dumbest thing in the world. But let's get back to my man, Novak. Well, look, you know, I, I have broken records in my life, you know, no doubt about it. And I'm not proud about, about that. And I'm ashamed of myself when I do that, no doubt. But at the same time, you know, I accept myself as a flawed human being. Djokovic found controversy of a larger scale in early 2022. Unvaccinated, he got an exemption to play the Australian Open at a time when the country was coming out of a long COVID lockdown. But after public outcry, Djokovic was deported, making for a global news event. That whole thing was that that whole time was totally crazy, totally crazy. How much of a toll did that whole controversy take on you? It did. I was basically declared as a villain of the world, you know, and... You said so. Of course, and I had basically, yeah, most of the world against me. 
I had that kind of experience on the tennis court with, with crowds that were not maybe cheering me on, but I never had this particular experience before. Yeah, like how do you deal with that? Because you're just doing your job. You're just trying to follow some rules. You have your own personal health conditions and medical things, medical guidelines for yourself. And you want to follow those things. And as a result of it, now you're getting demonized and you can't really win. He was in a no win situation. If he does get the vax to go to the Australian Open, first of all, you're risking your health and your life to go play a game. Do you really want to do it? I mean, understand he is a world famous, world class tennis player making millions. But how much is it like, is it really worth it if you die? You can't spend it when you did. You can't make it when you did. You can't play tennis when you did. So that's that. But you can't win. If he was take the vax and then risk his health, then he's also a sellout. So that'd be criticism plus the health part. But if he, if he, if he doesn't take it, then, oh, well, you, you are a coward and you don't want to save grandma and now you got deported and you can't play in my life. Did you misread the Australian public and what the reaction would be? I mean, which way did I misread them? I mean, they don't like exceptionalism. This was a culture that felt very strongly well, about vaccinations. Well, but the point is that it was not up to me to read anybody. I got the exemption, I got the permission to come into the country. And so, of course, it escalated to the highest of the highest levels globally. Correct me if I'm wrong, you were not against vaccination, you just did not want it for yourself. Exactly. People. And I'm the same way. It's like, look, man, if you want to get it, if you want to get the vax, knock yourself out. It's your, it's your prerogative. I'm not going to get in the way. I'm no hater. Do your thing. Have at it. But me, I don't want to get it. I shouldn't be villainized, nor should you. Nor should you. Go do your thing. Now, I think you should have warnings and you should have notifications. Like, okay, if you get this, it might hurt you. That should go on. But to be villainized for taking it or not taking it, and to have your livelihood taken away, you can't work, you can't do this, you can't travel. That's crazy. That's totally crazy. Try to, you know, declare me as an anti-vax. I'm not anti-vax. No, I'm pro-vax. Pro I'm, I'm, I'm pro-freedom to choose. Exactly. So shout out to Novak Djokovic again. World famous tennis player who was deported from Australia after he got an exception to be there to play in the Australian Open in 2022. This is like January 02, so almost two years ago. Time flies. The scamdemic, we're almost at the three-year anniversary, I believe. Or was it, was it four years? Four years, because it started in March 2020. So yeah, we're almost at the four-year anniversary coming up of the scamdemic first starting. Well, I think it might have started in 2019, but all the, the lockdowns and the panic started in March 2020, just 2020. I'll never forget it. I'm at LAX. I just filmed the Jubilee episode about black conservative black liberals. I'm in the airport. Everybody washing their hands. I'm like, wow, okay. I mean, do y'all normally not wash your hands? You go to the bathroom, you're touching your, your thing, you you wiping yourself and you're touching all kind of other stuff in the air, in the airport, which is a gross place, and you ain't washing your hands. All of a sudden now, everybody was washing their hands when the virus first broke. And I would notice a drop-off. When I go to a public place where I travel, go in the airport, I'm in the bathroom, I would see it just kind of 
taper off as far as the hand wash usage. I go to the gas station bathroom, the Bucky's or whatever. I'll see guys go straight from the urinal and walk outside. I mean, you're not even just putting a drop of water on your hands, no hand sanitizer, no nothing. And then they go out in the general public and touch stuff. But anyway, I digress. And, you know, and, and that's my whole point about the whole thing with the mask and everything else. It's like, look, we've existed this long by going to grocery stores, clothing stores. You, you, you would try clothes on off the rack that another guy might have had on. You are putting a pair of dungarees on your hind parts that a crackhead down the block had on and tried on. And you're not worried about no germs or nothing. But now, all of a sudden, you want to pump hand sanitizer. You want to put on the N95, can't breathe, all kind of stuff. Okay? And meanwhile, you go to your house. You ain't changed your air filter. You ain't dusted your ceiling fan. You've not vacuumed your floor. If you put that vacuum on your floor, it may look clean. You vacuum it. You got a whole big, you got pounds of dust. You have enough dust for the Dust Bowl in college. You have pounds of dust and dirt, and oh, if you got dogs, for, dogs and cats, forget about it. Dogs and cats, oh my goodness, the, the dander, ugh, ugh. But hey, you got your mask on, so you're good, right? Anyway, I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Now, okay, I'm going to do a movie review. I've not done one in quite a while, but I'm going to do one for this movie called leave the world behind now i'm not going to do the full review right now on the stream i'm going to do it tomorrow in the full video but this is the first movie that the obamas barack barrio barry sortoro barack obama and his wife michelle have produced now i don't think barry is in the chair talking about action or cut but they produced it their very first netflix movie they produced now, this movie, spoiler alert, sucked. A long movie. It was about two hours and change. It felt like it was an eternity. It sucked. Here's a brief synopsis. Okay. There is a cyber attack, noise attack. There's an attack on America, and you have two families in the house together. They don't know each other. They're strange. They're just trying to like figure out, okay, do I trust this person? Do I not trust this person? Now, one family is white. The other one is black. So now we get race dynamics going on, okay? It's a lot of that happening in there. And <laughs> I'm going to get to a particular scene in a minute. But that's, 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 a, that's a general gist of it, okay? There's an attack going on. The phones don't work. Computers don't work. What's happening? Now, for some reason... I think they had power throughout the entire movie. I don't know how because a, a lot of plot holes. Um, it, it it appeared to be high budget, but at the same time, low budget. Okay, you have you have Julia Roberts, I believe she's in the movie. You have Mahershala Ali, Kevin Bacon. You have some some star power a little bit, so I'm sure there was a big budget for that. Barack and Michelle, they demand a big budget as well. So there was a big budget when it came to star power. But when it came to the actual set, the movie, the film, the cinematography, nothing. Not much in terms of action at all. 
a lot of dialogue, long drawn out scenes. You know what I think? I think that they rented one, maybe two Airbnbs and a shed, got all the actors that come to some particular part of the country. Maybe it wasn't even in America. It could have been in Canada, Australia, who knows? They got them to come to this place for two weeks. They filmed it and threw it on Netflix, and it was a wrap. That was it. That that was it, and that was all. Had nice cameras, um, editing, but that was it. Now, it's based on the book, I believe, by the same name, but it was bad. It had product placement. They, had, they mentioned Starbucks by name, and you know why I know that it wasn't, um, it wasn't an accident? First of all, they said Starbucks more than once, if I'm not mistaken, and they had a Starbucks cup with the logos on it, and they zoomed in. It was like it was almost like this. Hey, drink Starbucks today. Go to your store right now and use promo code Obama to get 25% off. They might as well have done that. And then it was right next to a laptop computer that was obviously a MacBook, but the logo was covered up. So it was intentional. It was product placement. And then they're mentioning friends. Just just it was like, okay, why are we talking about friends, the actual TV show? That was a recurring theme throughout the entire thing. It's like, what are we talking about? It was, it was, it was dumb. It was the it had it was a movie that was framed out, but it wasn't filled. You see, it was like a script that was written without being fleshed out, without all the action and the drama and things of this nature that make a good movie a good movie. Now, here's the scene I want to show you. And also, there was the adult infantilization, which I don't like. I said it with Nikki Haley's daughter, who's 25 years old and married. She's not a kid. She and Nikki Haley's daughter, but she's not a kid. She's 25 years old and married, not a kid. Now, this scene right here kind of went viral. Featuring um, Mahershala, Mahershala Ali and his daughter. Yes, in the movie, that's his daughter. She is at least 26 years old. In the movie, she has a tattoo on her shoulders. And I said, said 1996 right here. They did a, um, a tight shot of her tattoo to tell you just how old she was. At least 26 years old. If not 27. Now, how many people that are this that are this age will be in the bed with their dad like this because they're scared? Okay, you got the world ending, you got things going on, you got bad noises hurting your ears. I'm scared. Can I get in the bed with you? At 27 years old. Now, that particular part of the movie was kind of ignored because of the racism element. So you have her being infantilized. And also racism, okay? I'm asking for you to remember that if the world falls apart, trust should not be dulled out easily to anyone, especially white people. Even mom would agree with me on that. Okay, so you heard that. Now, the world's ending. Hey, we're in this house. And by the way, it was their house, the black family's house. The white family had rented it, I guess, on the Airbnb. Then the black family came back. And by the way, it's just them two, the black family, but the white family, it was Kevin Bacon, not Kevin Bacon, pardon me. It was Julia Roberts, 
the white guy for her husband. And then I think they had two kids. So it was four of the white family, two of the black family. Anyway, they come back because they had to, they, they couldn't, I don't know what the reason was why they came back to the house. I had to stay there, but they're there. They're in the basement because they, they rented the house on Airbnb. They gave the family who rented it the upstairs where they stayed downstairs. And she's like, Hey, you can't trust these people. They're white. And the mother is not here. She was on the business trip on the airplane. And obviously the mom is white. And this is what always happens with these, um, really woke people. When you see a woke person and they're biracial, a lot of times what happens is you get the tragic mulatto situation. Now I'm not trying to offend anybody that's mixed or biracial, I'm not a racist person, but when you have a Colin Kaepernick, for example, they're battling between the both sides. They're not black enough. They're not white enough. They don't fit in either place. So they try to become one way all the way. So they fit. And that's what you get when you have stuff like this. Now, Barack Obama knows about that being biracial himself. This could be a little bit of him in here wanting his African dad. But different story, I digress. The point is, the movie is cringe. If you want to watch it, don't watch it, okay? If you do watch it, don't blame me when you say that it's bad. Now, for some reason, I'm on Twitter. People are saying that it was good. I'm like, what about this was good? Where was it good? The framing was cool for a movie. A cyber attack, noise attack. What are you going to do when the world's ending around you? That's cool. But it wasn't fleshed out. Okay, like if you have an attack, where is the actual the, the, the enemy? There, there was never an enemy shown. There was never. Here's an example. Independence Day, right? The movie with Will Smith back in the day in the 90s and Jeff Goldblum, right? So you got these guys who are able to identify a threat. First, we don't, we don't know what's going on. Then we're able to see it. It's a reveal. Then there's a battle. There's certain acts. There's character building. You begin to know these people. It's an it's a actual, it's a film, it's a movie. This here was, let's rent two houses on Airbnb. Let's get a shed. Let's film for about two weeks. And that's it. Put it on Netflix. Okay, pay your subscription, your $15, and go about your day. That's, that's what this was. This was not a film. This was Netflix garbage content. And you're going to see a lot more of it as this model of the subscription service becomes more popular, in my humble opinion. All right? So, yeah, don't, don't, um, don't do it. Duels says, what's my opinion on the GTA 6 trailer? I've not actually seen the entire trailer. I've seen bits and pieces. I've, I've not sat down and really watched the entire thing. But from what I saw, some of the clips of the trailer, it looks really good graphics-wise. But we got to get down to the actual gameplay, see how that is. It's going to be good. It's Rockstar Games, of course. They, and Of course, they have the, the world-famous GTA 5, which has been around for about 10 years and has made billions of dollars. Red Dead, Red Dead Part 2, they make great games. I just want to see the actual gameplay in action, have it in my hands. So what I saw so far looks pretty good as far as graphics. But we'll see how the whole thing is. All right. But yeah, the movie was Leave the World Behind on Netflix. It is currently number one most searched on the platform, but it sucks. It's not, it's not a movie. At best, 
at best, it's like a made-for-TV type situation. It's like what somebody would do with a lot of money who is an amateur filmmaker at best. It reminds me of Ava DuVernay, but not even as good. Ava DuVernay had the opportunity to make the best movie that has come out in a while about civil rights and things of this nature. But she didn't do it. She had uh, David Oyelowo, Oprah, Common, all these people, and a bunch of money, and dropped the biggest egg I've ever seen in my life. It was, it, was, it was a horrible movie. It sucked. But even that movie, Selma, even Selma was way beyond this Netflix content just two weeks, short budget, in and out, quick garbage. Quick garbage. That's what it was. You might as well have just had AI be on the set and be the director and do all the acting parts. It probably would have been a better film. But I'm getting triggered, so I digress. Now, let's keep on rocking and rolling here. Here is something I want to show you guys about the education system. This is a good video I came across. And I think people are asking a question about education and everything in America versus foreign countries. I played this video before and it's currently kind of going viral on my Instagram. I played, I played for you guys right quick. And then I'm going to play a video that kind of explains what's going on a, a little bit at least. So let me just put it up right quick. Hold on. Give me a second. And all right, here we go. And RIP headphone users in advance. So this video I put on my Instagram is kind of going viral right now. And it's comparing schools in foreign countries versus schools in the USA. People got offended. I'll tell you why in a minute. So you see a little of uh, the Chinese boy right here um, doing advanced math and whatnot at a young age on this um, this uh, tablet. Now you have um, the Americans talking about Ski Yi, some um, some rap song. All right, now I'm seeing dancing and singing and everything else, but how does that relate to education? I'm not really sure. This is the contrast between education abroad, like India, China, Japan, Korea, etc., and over here in the U.S. Now, the offense came because people said that I was trying to make fun of black people or whatever. It's like, no, no, no. It's about the U.S. It's not about black folks. It's about the U.S. Because I could show white kids and other racist kids in America doing things that are also not very productive in schools, like I don't know, dressing as girls when they're really boys in the kindergarten class, having a gender reveal, having a drag queen come up there and start twerking and exposing themselves, okay? Having books in the library that are pornographic in nature that are being read by kids at seven, eight years old who are white, black, Puerto Rican candy stripe. I could show that as well. It's not even about that. It's about the education system abroad versus here in the States. Now, I have a video of a teacher explaining kind of what's going on that maybe that could be behind this aside from the teachers. That's just one piece. I always say you got to have all it's like a triangle, right? You get your students, the teachers and the parents. They all got to be on the same page. 
if they're not, it's going to be a problem. You can have the best teachers, but if you got bad parents, the kids ain't going to care. The kids will come to the class unprepared. They're not, there's no incentive for the kids to do well when you have bad parents. All right. If you got a bad teacher, you could have good kids and good parents, but you're not really getting your full education. You're not really getting a lot from your class when you got a bad teacher. But a lot of times you have bad parents who don't care about their kids at all. Okay. You get a report card and that checking it. You go home with homework. They don't care. You could just go to your room, play NBA 2K, go outside, play basketball, and that's it. But let's watch this right quick. We need to be reinforcing the same stuff that teachers teach in class at home. I need y'all to get how serious the situation is. Today I have a test. I have students who don't want to show up for the test because they cannot read on grade level and they know the test is going to be hard. Because tests are hard and they can't read on grade level, they're going to engage in problem behaviors. Do you know there's a strong correlation between the level of literacy a person has and behavior problems that they have? Do you know that when I first got into my education class, the one, the first thing they said is they said that prisons will determine how many beds they need based on third grade reading scores. Because there's a strong correlation between reading scores, math scores, and behavior problems. I want you to imagine you're a kid and your teacher asks you to read and you're nervous because you know you can't read and people are gonna make fun of you. So you do one of two things. Either you make yourself a joke and you start disrupting the class in the hopes that you either get kicked out or you can avoid that situation altogether, or you do something aggressive and get kicked out of class, task avoidance, something like that. Your parents get called, you go home, you get scolded, you get your butt whooped, but you're still not learning, you're not growing, you're not doing anything. All because of something that can be easily avoided by working with your children at home to supplement what they're learning in school. Because 50 minutes is not enough time to teach your child a lot of stuff. It has to be reinforced. And this is not just because of COVID. This is not just because kids were out of school for a long time. That is a huge contributing factor to it. But it's also because they're in environments where education and literacy are not emphasized or it's not modeled. And we have to model it in order to see these children succeed. They're not going to succeed the way we want them to if we're not putting them in an environment or a position in which they can do it. Sending them to school every day, telling them not to get in trouble when they're getting in trouble for the thing that they're afraid of. I got a student, whenever the student has to work, he does not like doing it and he gets frustrated and then he gets mad and then he starts to lash out and I can't work with him past that point because he does not read on grade level and I can't give him grade level work because he's so far on the grade level. Hear me when I say, if you are a parent and you have a child in a public school or in a school in general, you have to supplement their education by working with them at home. Please, we are in a crisis mode in American schools. And if you don't want your child to grow up to be whatever, Work with your child now, invest in your child now. Yes, you are stressed, yes, you are tired, yes, you are working two and three jobs to survive and put food on the table, we get it. But if you want your child to do the same thing, keep doing the same thing. If you want your child to do different, you have to do different. We have to be a team. Teachers and educators and parents have to be a team. We have to work together. Otherwise, we're gonna fail. So that's right on point. I mean, was there any lies spoken right there? Was there any lies? You can't just, and I say it all the time, you can't just rely on the teachers to do everything. There's got to be something at home before they get to school, before they get to even the preschool, when they're little kids, 
before they can actually talk and walk, there needs to be some kind of education, something that a baby could understand. Okay, and then once they get to be toddler age, okay, now we're getting into the numbers and how, how to count, how to write your name, how to read a little bit. Some beginner stuff. What happens a lot of times in, especially like inner city schools, is that the kids go to school with nothing. And not just inner city, but all over the country. They go to school with nothing at five, six years old. They have, they're a blank slate. They're a blank slate. So now they're already, already behind. And when they go home, the things they're being taught, it's not reinforced by the parents. The parents don't really care. They give them an iPad and let them just go about their business. And there's, no, there's nothing on the iPad as educational. It's just like, it's just fun. And, oh, TikTok and whatnot, it's something else. I was watching the video about a teacher saying that Gen Z kids, like uh, older than little kids, maybe like uh, high school, middle school, they're totally devoted to two things. Fortnite and TikTok, that's their main thing, okay? They'll spend hours and hours and hours. The, the lady was talking about this. She said a, a kid in the class will be up till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning as a high school student playing TikTok, um, playing Fortnite and or on TikTok. And when they, when they go to school, they're going to be tired in school. They didn't do any homework, no studying, no nothing, and they're not doing any work. They are dedicated to something but not to the right thing. And the parents have no control. The parents just kind of let it go on. So what can the teacher do in that situation? However, you go to China, as I showed you, they own it. Japan, India, they own it. They don't play around like that. They're not up all night. And the crazy thing is TikTok, our kids are hooked on that. That's a Chinese creation. But even in China, they're not hooked on it like we are. They export it to us like an opiate. But they understand how dangerous it can be. So on their version of TikTok, as I always say, called Do Yin, they don't have as much just pure garbage and opiate similar type content. They have educational content, good content, positive content, and there's limits on usage and the parents are involved. That's the difference. And then you're going to see the effects of it because when the kids are raised a certain kind of way over there versus over here in 40 years, who's going to be the powers? Who's going to be in control? At a certain point, we're going to be gone and our kids got to replace us. What will we give them to replace us with? TikTok, Fortnite, or math science, STEM, AI? What are we going to do? I can't call it, man. I can't call it. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. All righty. Let's keep on rocking here. And, okay. I want to show this. Um, this, this, this is kind of a sad article, but it's a question I want to ask aside, aside from the sadness, okay? So, now, there was an accident at a FedEx plant in Memphis, well, not a plant, but a FedEx hub facility in Memphis. And a woman unfortunately died as a result of the accident. I think she was hit by one of the vehicles inside the facility. It might have been the forklift. Now, she was 86 years old. And people are saying, hey, why was she working at 86 years old? Now, my question would be, why not? If you can work and it's not causing you health problems, Obviously, what you 86 years old and you're still mobile, 
because I've seen people that are 86 years old, hunched over, nursing home, and, you know, they, they kind of just surviving every day. If you're able to work and do things and be mobile and be cognizant of what's going on at 86 years old, I say, why not do it? When I get to be that old, I'll work for sure. Because, okay, you can retire, but it's like, okay, now what am I going to do? I mean, I can travel, do things of this nature, but what am I going to do from day to day? I'm not just trying to be in my rocking chair. I'm trying to be just doing things. So if I have a hobby or a job or something, this is why you see people that are elderly volunteer at a hospital or they might go to Walmart and be a greeter, things of this nature, because they want to be out. They want to be up. They want to be on their feet. A lot of times people will pass away after retirement because they're not active and not doing things. So if you could be that old and be up and be mobile, that's a blessing. Now, again, she didn't pass away because she fell or anything like that. She was hit by a vehicle. That could have been a thing that happened to anybody, and it could have been a fatal accident. So, yeah, 86 years old at FedEx. Um, RIP to her. It was an accident, not because she was elderly. It was because she got hit by a vehicle. But if you could be that mobile and you could be fit and you could be alert at that age, I say, why not? Why not? You know? That's my question. Tester tips. What are you going to do if you're not working? Like, like seriously, from y- your entire day, your, your whole time you're awake, your 16, 18 hours, what are you really doing if you don't have work or something? Again, people volunteer. They, they, they do something. You know, they, they got to be, because if you're not, what are you doing? So, so you want Super 86? Hey, man. Again, if it's me, I'm going to work till I get to be 100 years old. And I'm not saying I got to be out there digging ditches, but I'll be out there doing something for sure. Absolutely. People talking about you got to pay the rent. How do, we, how do we know that? Do you even know who that is? People, people just say whatever they want to say. But yeah, I don't think it's that bad for somebody that's elderly to work. And then also people understand that there is age discrimination. That wasn't the case there, obviously. She was able to work. It didn't discriminate against her. You know, if you want to work at that age, you should be able to. If you're able to do the job, why not? All right. But, yeah, I'm going to do something at that age. But everybody's different. People they want to just chill. They want to just relax. But if it's me, I'll also work. Even if it's not like a full-time thing, yeah. Or, I, or I'd volunteer. Like a lot of elderly people, you see them, at, like I say, you see them at hospitals, be at the front desk. They'll, they'll do something like that or a Walmart greeter for sure. All right. So check this out right here. Now, um, Bill Maher had a comedian or somebody on. Now, okay. I was wondering who this person was on Twitter. And you guys who were over there informed me this is Bella Thorne. I have heard of her before. This is my very first time in my life ever seeing this person, Bella Thorne. Now, I don't know a lot about her, but apparently she joined OnlyFans and made a million dollars in one day. This person made a million dollars in one day. Y'all are thirsty. I'm talking about thirsty. I mean, what in the world? So anyway, Bill Maher is talking to her on the podcast, and he makes a joke that she doesn't like. Let's see her reaction. There's a lot of trends, you know, I always 
see that in the paper about somebody who has switched their sex, which I'm all, if that's what makes you, yes. that's that what blows your dress Bad up? Bad bitches all the way. Who? Yes. Bad bitches. Bad bitches. Why Bad are we- bitches. Sorry for the cussing, but we got this cringe, this cringe lord over here, Bella Thorne. I mean, cringe is the, the word. Bad bitches. Bad bitches. Be who you are. Yes, claps. Right. Claps. Makes me happy. I mean, I think there's some uh, money to be made in some sort of exchange with everyone switching where, like, you know, if you need a penis, take a penis. If you have a penis, give a penis. You know, like, if people are becoming, like, men to women, they're going to cut off their penis. And then there are women transitioning who are going to need a penis. Uh, I feel like if there was some exchange, uh, maybe Bitcoin could be involved. Well, you see, she's not she's not amused. She is not amused at all. <laughs> you couldn't, you know, no? I just don't like joking about. Oh, Bella. Um, I know oh, that you Bella. like to, but I don't think it's funny. Oh, for fuck's sake. I don't think it's that, funny. What a shame. Um, that is where <laughs> your anxiety. You don't have to be I, sorry, I but I'm not sorry either. And that is where your anxiety comes from. There- so he makes a joke about the Transformers being able to just exchange their things when they chop them off. And she has deadpan. No laugh, no fake laugh, no nothing. Because she's offended at the LGBT and you can't make jokes about them. You can joke about anybody else. But LGBT, they're off limits. It's like, like the whole Dave Chappelle thing. Remember Dave Chappelle when he made jokes about the Transformers and they got on his back. I think the Chappelle drama with the Transformers was worse than the whole going to Africa um, uh, uh, what was that Comedy Central it was worse than that whole fiasco right there it was more drama surrounding that than the whole uh, Chappelle show kerfuffle there is nothing wrong with joking nothing wrong about that it's not everybody is that sensitive not everybody needs to be that sensitive even the people who are doing that I don't think would need to be offended by that everybody is so easily offended you kids you wake up offended you should you should get off Twitter Get off social media, and and maybe you wouldn't like have this anxiety. This like because I don't know if you're really offended or you're just worried that you're going to look offended. No, I'm one hundred percent offended. Like when when I think about you know someone's trauma and someone walk the videos that I have seen that are so like so fucking bad and crying. Are we crying, Bella Thorne? Really over a joke? Is that what we're gonna do? Wow. But you can, when people have to worry about walking on the street, just being themselves, like, that's fucking anxiety. That's why I don't like to, like, joke about it because, you know, someone hears it and on a public platform is so bad because you're, like, kind of low-key spreading, like, this, like, oh, ha, 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 And it's, like, it's, it's uh, not funny. So there we have it. That's what's going on. Bella Thorne was super offended at the trans former LGBT joke. Crying, crying over it. Uh, I was like, really? It was it was it that bad? I mean, what in the world is that? The future? We crying over jokes? I mean, what? Why? Now, here's what I wanted to find. And shout out to you guys over on the Facebook. I, I see you. Thank you, thank you, Kristen, for the stars. I appreciate you. Shout out to you guys, and thank you again for the the rose star, Christine. Pardon me. I think I said Christine. Shout out to Christine over on the Facebook, but. This is what it reminded me of. Remember this from uh, Chappelle's set? Okay, he's, he's at the show. 
doing this thing, and you have these two individuals in the crowd. Talk about sore thumbs sticking out. They are not offended. It's like their whole job was to go to, like, this is, like, almost worse than heckling. I'd prefer you heckle me. Give me some material to use. Don't just go to the crowd and stare me down. Like, okay, you better not say the wrong thing. We're here. We're offended. We're here. We're queer. We're offended. I don't like that. At least give me some feedback. Give me, you know, don't, 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 don't do the, the deadpan, the thousand yard stare. I don't like that. Okay. So are those costumes hilarious? I, I, I can't tell. I mean, I think that's pretty much them. They, they might go to Walmart and Target and everything look looking just like this right here. Meanwhile, I'm trying to tell my jokes. I'm trying to do my Netflix special. Y'all just in the way. Everybody else, look at my man right here. Hold on, watch this. My man right here, busting in tears. He's crying laughing, okay? Crying. Everybody's having a good time, as you would normally at a Dave Chappelle show, but they're not feeling it too tough. That was a crazy time. But a lot of these people, that's how, that's how they are. You can't talk about us. No, no, no. Now, I have one more video because you guys know I love cringe, right? I love cringe. I'm a, I'm a cringe connoisseur. Again, if I could bottle cringe and sell it, I would. Okay, I put it right on the merch store, ABL Cringe. Now, this is Drew Barrymore, um, and she's talking to Oprah. This whole setup is strange. First of all, we have our feet on the couch. I'm not quite sure why Oprah attracts these people. They like, they like to get on the couch, put the feet on the couch with shoes on. And then you have a dog on the set. Why is there a dog on the set of a talk show? On a couch chilling like ain't nothing going on. Like, what is happening? So let's watch this. I, um, yeah, I'm available. I can do it. Um, <laughs> something that I learned about you, because I, I didn't know this detail, was that you would spend time with... Okay, we, we hear what she's saying, but look at what she's doing. First of all, this weird hand grip right here is, is really crazy. If I was Oprah, I would not be comfortable. She's also rubbing her arm, like caressing her arm like so. What are we doing? If this, listen to me very clear. If this was a man doing that to any woman, he'd be all types of harassers and abusers and misogynistic creeps and all, whatever kind of name they want to throw at him, he'd be that. But Drew Barrymore gets to do it and it's no problem. I don't understand. This is weird. With the audience outside of the show oh, you were sure. filming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every and day. One thing that I've done is spend time with the audience every day, and I had felt guilty for oh, no, it. No, 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 no. It is necessary. And it's okay that it takes extra time. My crew used to be like, oh my God, how much time is she gonna spend talking to that audience? Okay, no. by the way, I. Uncomfortable. She's trying to shift and move away. That's what that was. You saw that? She's trying to shift and get away, okay? Used to be like, oh my God, how much time is she gonna spend talking to that audience? Okay. And she's like, no, you ain't going nowhere. Look at this. You see the, you see the, you're not going nowhere. I got your hand. I'm stroking that arm. Okay, no. By the way, I oh promise my God, you. Will she please let the audience go. Please let me go. What she's saying. Please let me go. Get off my arm. Look at this right here. You're not going anywhere. Drew Barrymore, what kind of crack are we smoking? So yes! you can get the 
next audience. Yes, in. you guys. Happens you hear every that? day, every day. So that's that's the cringe right there that uh, we got going on. Now Oprah responded. I think Jubeiro responded. It's saying, "Oh no, it's no, it's all good. I felt comforted." It's like, man, you're right. Yeah, right. You did not feel comforted. You did not feel comfortable in the situation. You got the dog right there, just chilling, watching what's going on. She grabbing you, rubbing your arm. Nah, I'm cool. I ain't trying to go to the talk show to get rubbed on. Just ask me some questions. You don't got to be touching on me. Okay, give me give me at least about a foot of distance. Don't be all on my face, like right here in my face, talking at me, getting your spit particles on my lip. I don't want that, nor do I want you to be rubbing on my arm. I don't care if it's a female like, definitely not a male. We're going to fight in here. If it's a male, we're going to go ahead and just rumble. If it's a female, I'll be like, okay, let's not do that. I don't want to have no Me Too allegation against me. So I need you to go over there. Just like Keanu Reeves. When Keanu Reeves meets fans, he gives the the the, the touchless hug. Like a, like a touchless car wash. Hold on. <laughs> um, this is, you know, what should happen. Hold on. Here, I found it right away. Found it right away. Okay, so hold on. Matter of fact, that's not quite it. I thought I, I thought I got it, found it right away. Y'all know what I'm talking about, though. The, the touchless hug, that's how you got to do it. Matter of fact, there's a few. I'll just show a couple. All right, check it out. So Keanu Reeves, y'all know Keanu Reeves, John Wick, Neo, The Matrix, y'all know. Okay, we got a hug right here. No, no, no touch, no contact. Even with Dolly. The OG, the legend. Okay. I'm not really my 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 fingers are extended on hugging you. I'm my, my hands like straight out, palm out. No, no touch. All right. That's that's how we're gonna do it. My one hand's over here, totally free next to my body. The other hand is over there. Like the um the stop sign from a bus. It's like that. No, no contact. That's how we're gonna do things. You're not going to see me on nobody's couch getting rubbed on by a woman, a man, no transformer, no nothing. Ain't going to be no dog just sitting right there on the couch chilling either. I'd be like, yo, okay, I like dogs and they're cool, whatever, but check it out. Okay, before the interview, you put the dog up, <laughs> you know, put a dog in the crate or put him in the back, perhaps. I, I mean, I don't know your dog. Oh, one more clip before we get to the calls, before we get super chats and everything else. Um, this is one I wanted to show just because speaking about dogs, everything like that. Um, <laughs> this is the kind of dog that you, you would go to, you, you would go to somebody's house and they'd be like, nah, you good, man. He don't bite. Don't worry about it. He would like, man, your, your, your dog straight. He kind of aggressive, ain't he? He kind of barking at me. He, he's kind of strong looking, you know, he's like on his hind legs and he's six foot tall. Now you good, man. Don't worry. He don't, he don't bite. So that'd be the kind of dog they say don't bite right there. This dog is pulling. What is this? Let me read the caption. He's pulling a 3,500 kilogram truck, a 3,500 kilogram truck. And they say the dog is 77 kilograms. All right. So yeah, he don't bite. He, you good. Don't worry about it. You straight. Just don't move suddenly. Don't move suddenly. Huh? <laughs> anyway. Let's get to some super chats. Then we're going to get to the calls. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. All right. Let's go here. Shout out to Apu Bakar Alpuff Daddy, who says, 
Peter Navarro defies congressional subpoena, gets arrested by the FBI and put into leg shackles. That part. Steve Bannon defies congressional subpoena, sentenced to four months in prison. Hunter Biden defies subpoena. And then there's nothing else. <laughs> then it ends right there. So you're correct. Absolutely correct. Rules for thee, but not for me. Not my son. Look, my son can smoke crack. He won't get football time in the penitentiary like you're going to get. Your uncle been in jail since 1995 for having the same kind of crack that Hunter had. Okay. And I'm not going to free him. He's going to rot in prison for his whole life. He had a pistol that he got illegally. Lot on the background check. That was a Brady Act violation. I ushered in the Brady Act 1993. And I'm the guy who put the 1994 crime bill into effect. No punishment for Joe, um, for Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. And you have a subpoena to appear before a congressional hearing. You're not going to that either. You do whatever you want to do, and there's no punishment. No punishment. It's crazy. But again, you're the president's son. Do whatever you want to do. Also, Apu says, what would happen if ABL defies a subpoena? Big rocks, little rocks. If I defy a subpoena, it could be to my local city. <laughs> it could be to jury duty. Look, big rocks, little rocks. That'll happen. All right. And also, ABL, what's the difference between blocking the road, preventing traffic flow, and holding the person in the clothes against their will? Are these both hostage taken? Yeah, absolutely. Look, if you prevent me from going forward, if I'm on the street and I'm trying to drive forward and you don't let me drive forward, at a certain point, isn't that false imprisonment? That's what I think it would be. So that should be an offense right there. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. Whenever that goes on, they need to get arrested immediately, instantly. Not only because you're trying to keep traffic going, but because I'm being held against my will. It's one thing if there's an accident and the traffic cannot go forward. Okay, you got an 18-wheeler, massive pileup, and there's debris on the road. It has to get cleared. But when you have human beings blocking the road intentionally, you're committing the crime and you got to go. Again, bit rocks, little rocks. Let's keep on going. Also, favorite dance, tap, hip-hop, ballet, jive, samba, uh, Celtic. I'm not really familiar with different kinds of dance, so I really can't answer the question. I don't, I don't really know. You know, I just like um, dance that looks good. That's that's the main thing. Some of the dancing from, like, the 80s, you would see them on television and whatnot, that was probably my favorite era, at least modern era. Again, I'm not really a dance aficionado, so I couldn't really answer it. I couldn't go back a, a 200 years and see some dance from some particular nation and, and judge it against what I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, also, he says, you think that Africa will ever be a united country? Well, Africa is a continent, so nah, not at all. It's like asking if there would be a united Europe. Different currents, different languages, different people. Nah, it's not because it's too, it's too many, it's too many different people. Like once you go to um West Africa, they're kind of similar. But we got language barriers, tribal barriers, cultural barriers. There's hundreds of different tribal groups in Nigeria alone. And then when you go to Cameroon and Burkina Faso, all them places is, is way different. Liberia, you got a lot of the Americans that came after slavery, then the natives and all their tribes and languages, and it's just too much. It's not Africa was never a place where they had the concept of 
countries like the way that the Europeans did. The Europeans came and carved it up in the countries. Nigeria is not a country. Nigeria is a place that is called a country, but it's not really because it's different. The North and the South, way different. In the North, you got um, basically Muslims in the desert. The South, you have um, lush, um, beautiful land, water. It, it's just not, it's like, think about if you have, um, what's a good place to kind of compare it to? I don't know. It's just, it's just not, it's just not. And also it's big. Africa is very big. Uh, people don't really understand it. They, they see a map or, uh, you know, they think Africa is not that big, but it's very, very, very big. Um, also, it says Boston Mayor Wu invites BIPOC city councilors to Christmas party, excludes white councilors, except even went to all the councilors. Would you go? Yeah, I'm not going. And the funny part about that is the mayor of Boston, who's actually Chinese, if I'm not mistaken, or some kind of Asian, um, she's married to a white guy. So it's like, okay, you have a, um, a, a party for non-white electeds, non-white officials in the city or in the area, but you're married to a white guy. So my question is, okay, if you're going to the party, who are you going with? You're going by yourself? Is it only for non-white electeds? But you know, you know what would be funny? The funny part about that, as I was talking about earlier, the funny part about that is if you have the party for non-white electeds and they all show up with white spouses, that would be hilarious, the biggest that right, I would pay to see the attendees. If they all go and they're non-white electeds, who are they going to show up with? That'd be worth everything. That, that'd be worth allowing it to happen, for sure. All right, shout out to um, Bob K. MIT who says, they arrested Steve Bannon for doing the same thing as what Hunter did today. Exactly. Okay, but that's fine, I suppose. It's not really a big deal when... Um, Hunter does it, but Steve Bannon, now you're going to the penitentiary, Big Rocks, Little Rocks. Also, Bob K says, 80% of the students at MIT are from Asia. Well, there you go. Absolutely, because, you know, when you are um, learning at an accelerated rate and an advanced level from an early age, you'll perform better. It doesn't really matter where you go. You could go to, you could stay in Asia, come to the U.S., you'll perform better. They are being trained over there to come over here and get the next level of training to go all the way to the top and be the Sundar Pichai, who is the CEO of, uh, what's that, Google, if I'm not mistaken. They're, they're going to be the people that run the tech world, that run the future industries that will be dependent upon tech and all kind of things computer-related. That get a life with Sean who says, would you rather have the Biden's dogs for a pet or the dog that got monkey pox? <laughs> hey, man, stop. Stop, stop, stop. You know what? <laughs> that is a crazy question. Um, Yeah, man, at that point, I'm not going to have any pets, man. I, I think I'll pass. I'm not trying to get no LGBT dog or a dog that's been around that kind of environment. That was a crazy thing. Talking about some, oh, well, the dogs got monkey pox. We don't know how. They said it was an STD, so how did the dogs get it? Obviously, doing something they shouldn't be doing. Talking about some, oh, maybe the dog was licking the private parts. What? 
your dog just casually looks you down there and it's not really a big deal. You you in the bed, sleep with your drawers off, and you get a, a little a little tingle in the back, and you don't know what's going on. Cut the nonsense. Cut the nonsense. I'm not trying to hear it. But I digress. And I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get bit. I'm not trying to get um my 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 arm bitten off by a dog either, because um the, the Biden's dogs are aggressive. The Biden dogs are the ones that I just showed you a little while ago that were getting trained by pulling the truck. He don't bite you good. All of a sudden, you're barking and, you're, and your leg is latched on. Little commander then got a, 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 a face full of your, your calf muscle down to the bone. But anyway, let's keep on going. Yep, and, and kids got it too, but I didn't want to go there. But I'm reading it. You said it. I didn't say it, but kids got it too. And then once that started to happen, once they realized that dogs were getting the monkeypox and kids were getting it, and they said it was the STD spread mostly among LGBT males, once that happened, it went away. It totally went away. Just like Madison Cawthorn when he said that he got invited to a you know a sex party at his colleague's house. He was a rising star in the GOP. You've never seen him again. You have never seen Madison Cawthorn again. At one point, he was all of, he was social media. He was everywhere, vanished just like that. Is he even alive? Did he get deleted? I don't know. But let's get to the calls. The number to call is four three four six five eight one two two zero. Again, four three four six five eight one two two zero. There's also an email for Skype in the description if you want to be right here, bottom left hand corner of the screen, and we'll keep on rocking from there. Thank you guys for the attendance. I appreciate y'all. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Yeah, it, it, it went away. That's what they said. They said that monkeypox went away. It's not here anymore, but I can't tell. 470, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. I love kids jumping on my lap. Hey, Anthony. All righty, man. What's going on? Hey, man. It's Craig from Wild and Wacky Atlanta. Where anything can happen at any time. How you doing, sir? Oh, well, man. How about yourself? Oh, good. But I, I'm still mad at you because I tried to get into your talk on your show last Wednesday. I couldn't get through. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I'm, I'm glad you're here now, though. Yeah, I am, too. So you're just becoming too popular since you got over a million subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the fame and fortune go to your head. So, uh, what do you make of uh, Michelle Wu, the Boston mayor? Um, um, really interesting and hypocritical because she says, "Okay, we're having a no whites allowed party, but her husband <clears throat> is white and her kids are half white." So, I don't understand how that works. Wow. Oh, okay, I didn't know her husband's white. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate hypocrisy. And we see this a lot, don't we? When Don Lemon has a white boyfriend and uh, Kamala Harris is racist and she has a white husband. All the time. And, uh, yeah. Remember the slave plantations, you know, the slave masters are racist as hell most times. But, I mean, hell, every once in a while they had that, you know, cute slave girl they kept around and had babies with. Yep. Same, you know same, same thing. Yeah. It doesn't make them less racist because they, you know, had sex with somebody of another race that they didn't like. That's my point. 
But uh, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of wild things have gone on uh, these days, and trust becoming more popular than ever. I mean, it's incredible. Also, the stock market is going crazy. I gained about twenty. No, I'm sorry, about seventy three hundred dollars back in value that I lost since Biden got into office. Oh wow! Okay, in one day. Wow. And I'm not. I'm not saying it's because of Biden, but something's going right with the economy. It's obviously not him. Bidenomics is obviously not working because I lost about fifty six thousand something hundred dollars under him in the last two years and uh, nine months. So yeah, but uh, wow. Hey, there's something I want to tell you about at work. <laughs> Had two guys get into a fight. I work for a retail store. I'm not going to say where or, you know, what kind of retail store because I don't want any assassination attempts. But there's two, these two gay guys are radical leftists. And one guy started smarting off to another guy and started yelling at him. And he got punched. Mm. You know, he punched the guy right in receiving. And another guy, his, his little midget gay boyfriend, jumped in <laughs> to mm. try to stop him. He got punched again, so he got knocked out too. Wow! They got a beat down from from a marine, fifty one year old marine man. It's pretty cool. I saw the footage of my uh, coworkers getting their asses kicked. It was pretty funny. Wow! That's wow. Yeah, man. So everything else going all right? Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I don't want to keep you on the phone too long. I just want to say hello. I wish you the best, and uh, you know, Trump twenty twenty four. I'm still ultra mega. All right, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Have a good night. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Bye. All right. Great call. Shots one man for the call. And I'm going to show you guys the mayor we're speaking about. This is the mayor of Boston. And she's the one that had the email that was supposed to go to the so-called electors of color about the Christmas party. That was a no quite so loud, I suppose. And that's her with her husband and her kids. All right. So there we have it. <laughs> so I was like, really? So are you bringing your kids and your husband with, the, with you at the party? Again, if they have the party and it goes off as planned with no white electeds, what it'd be funny is if the people that are married or have significant others, they will probably bring a white person with them. That'd be just rich i want matter of fact check it out have the party have the party and tell the electeds to bring their spouse if they marry or a boyfriend girlfriend tell them to bring them and we're gonna just we're gonna we're gonna count to see all the people that are white in there it'd probably be more white and mixed people at a party for non-white electeds than there would be non-whites you see what i'm saying with including the guests which it, all that it does for me is just show the hypocrisy and how dumb it is. But anyway, because like I say, if you have, um, you're married to a white person, black person, Puerto Rican, I don't care who you're married to. It's whatever. Do your thing. But I don't like the hypocrisy. 215, you don't learn who I'm speaking to. Hey, how's it going? It's all good, man. What's going on? Hi, yes. And um, hold on, let me turn the stream down real quick. So basically, <clears throat> yeah, I was listening to, to the story of the, the, I was listening to your story of the all whites party, uh, no whites allowed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, just, it just, because when I seen your video pop up and I saw the thumbnail and the title, I was like, I'm not even going to watch it. I'm just going to get triggered. Because this whole race thing just gets, it gets repetitive. It's, 
It's like these people have nothing better to do with their time. They just want to start hate. They want to start division. Like we come a long way, and it's like they want to just try to set us back. Yeah, and it's not even just, and it's not like it's white people doing. It's black people, all kinds of people. That's I wouldn't be surprised if they were part of Democrats. Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of that going on. Yeah, and it's funny because the early two thousand, throughout the two thousands, it was none of that. And I remember I was a kid throughout the two thousand nineties. It, it was barely, it was none of that at all. So now all of a sudden, now we have a, all of a sudden we have a race problem, or that's what they're the way they're trying to perceive it. But I'm out here every day, you know, go to work. Deal with average everyday people, and honestly, there is no race problem. We don't have a race problem. We all get along just well. It's just human beings just dealing with each other. It's just, it's just these no life weirdos that want to push this racist agenda to try to divide us. Absolutely, and you know, at a certain point, it's working. Unfortunately, but it's going to take people like yeah. myself and many others to break that apart and not have it work because it's going to be a problem. If, it, if that continues and it really just gets worse and worse, it's going to be an issue we got to deal with. Yeah. And that is, and yeah, you're kind of right. Unfortunately, it's kind of working because some people are actually buying into it, which is, which is pretty sad. It's like, Oh, we came a long way for nothing. And well, one subject I wanted to touch on about the, um, you said, um, uh, you were showing a thing. I don't really pay much attention to it, but you said one of the uh, people got offended by a joke, like one of the LGBTQ member people. Yeah, it was um the it was Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne was speaking to Bill Maher, and Bill Maher made a joke about the LGBT, and she didn't laugh. And then she went on to explain why she was offended, and she started crying. God. You know, back then, back then, if you somebody made a joke at you and you cried, you made you basically were an easy target, and they would continue to make jokes at you. You would, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, that's just how it was back then. When you made a joke at somebody and they started crying, especially if it was not nothing like sis. Uh, well, either way, when they start crying, especially as an adult, you were pretty much an easy target. People continuously made fun of you where I was from, you had to learn how to throw a joke right back. Absolutely. You can't just, you know, you you can't just melt like that. You got to know how to really go back and forth. Yeah. Or just ignore the person, just shrug it off. Cause honestly, it's like me and my girl, we've had jokes thrown at us for years and for years we just shrugged it off. Like we just ignore the people, but we don't pay them no mind. Cause we look at it like, wow, the fact that you, you're giving us your undivided attention and you're talking about us. And it's like, wow, you managed to point out these little things about us, and you're talking about us. We we obviously occupy space in your head that where you have to talk about us like that. That's why we never – people that crack jokes about us, that's why we, we never crack jokes back. When some people would say, well, you're going to let them come at you like that? Mm-hmm. I said, hey, I occupy space in your head because obviously you're thinking about my flaws. So clearly – I'm in your head and I'm going to stay there. I don't need to say anything. I'm just going to go about my day and you continue on thinking about me. That's what, that's how we handle when people used to crack jokes about us. We would just ignore them and just let them. Cause that it shows that you spend more time watching us. Right on. 
I mean, would you kind of agree with that? Like, would you? Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, that does happen. It, like, I don't really get too much. I don't even like at, at my age now. I don't even really care because when people try to come at me, a lot of times they're just trying to get attention for themselves, or they, it is they they, they want they want to get my attention and they want to siphon off of the attention that I get. It's a way for them to just kind of like boost themselves up. So I have no intention on trying to give anybody a leg up that wants to try to attack me. That's not really a thing. Like, I don't want to help you after you try to attack me. It makes no sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And one more thing. I wanted to talk about the Will Smith, Will Smith thing. Honestly, like when that night Will Smith, I mean, that day uh, Chris Rock made a joke at Will Smith, you know, I'm not even going to repeat it. You already know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Like, is it true? Like, you reported that one time that Chris Rock actually tried to come on to Jada Pickett Smith, right? Um, That's what she said. She said that he tried to take her on a date during a time where there was rumor about them breaking up, about Will and Jada breaking up. That's what she said. Oh, man. Oh, all right. See, if, if, see what Will Smith should have did the, the night he made that joke, he should have said... He probably should have said, "Hey, you mad because she couldn't take, you couldn't get a date with Jada Pickett? You could, you mad because you nah, couldn't nah. See, now, get now, a date with her? Now, now we just exposing stuff. Now we, now we snitching. I wouldn't say nothing like that uh, because now, now you opened up a, a whole, whole can of worms. Now, because now there are secrets about Will that's out there. See, I wouldn't even do all that if you're gonna look. If, if I'm, if I'm at a place with Jada and I know all of what's going on, and there's a joke, I know Chris Rock is joking." I'm going to let him do his job. I'm not going to interfere with him, with him doing his job. Because if I try to yeah, interfere, right. if I go up there and do something to him or I say something to him, now I'm opening myself up. And I don't want to have that kind of smoke because Chris Rock could say something else. Yeah. He could say, look, well, you, in the nines with, with, that, with the men, you were in the bed with that man in that movie. You know, so I wouldn't do that. You, you're doing way too much at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. But... I don't know. They're they're gonna continue to people are still gonna continue to do stories about that. I think that story's finally dying down now, but I doubt it because I haven't been keeping up with much up with it. Sorry, I'm starting I haven't been keeping up right. with it much. So I'm trying to talk too fast. And yeah, but and it's just it's dying off and or at least to me it is, but there's people still reporting on it, giving updates, but it's not as big as it was. But it's probably something else is gonna happen. It's probably gonna come back. Right on. But yeah. thanks for taking my call, ABL. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right. Have a good one. Same to you. All right. Shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. Let's keep on rocking and rolling here. Let's go to 859. Yo, ABL, how's it going, man? I'm joining the show. What's up with you two? It's all good, man. What's going on? Oh, not much, man. Hey, I, you know, this whole, like, the the interview with Bill Maher and Bill Thor, man, I, 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 I watched that and I'm like, come on, man. It's a joke. The guy's a comedian. I mean, you can't, you can't take comedian serious. Like it's a, it's, a, it's a joke. Like, you know, it's meant to, at a certain point, you could be offended, but it's not meant to be. Just laugh at the joke or don't. But all this you know, start, to, starting to cry and stuff like that, that man, come on. Yeah, it's silly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's silly. It's like back in the day when, you know, people, when they, comedy back in the day was like, I'll give you an example. Like when Andy Kaufman got cancer, people started laughing at him. Thought he they thought he was joking, but it's like, no, I'm being serious <laughs> because mm-hmm. nobody believed him. Comedy was, you treat it as a fictional story. It's fictional. I try to explain to these people, it's fictional. Like when Dave Chappelle makes jokes about the LGBT community, 
he's making jokes. He's not being serious. He's not being a. He's not being rude or being mean. You know, he's just making jokes. He's making light of a, of a subject. As a bisexual male, I get laugh. I'm laughing at jokes all the time. I'm laughing. I'm crying. I'm I'm chuckling up. Even the ones that are that I would think is offensive if you told me in my face. But Dave Chappelle's a comedian. You know, you have to realize that's his that's his that's his that's stick. He's supposed to be shocking and hilarious. And and people take this stuff too seriously. It's like, man, that's why I don't date people with the whole pronouns on the on their on their uh, like uh, on, like on their uh, you know profile on on social media or on dating sites. And like, you put your pronouns on there, it's like I know you can't take a joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the sad reality, is man. Exactly. Right on. Hey, man, join the show, man. I talk to you later, bro. Thanks Much love, man. Appreciate you. All right, shout out to the caller and shout out to you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. If you like what you're hearing so far, please get a video with thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Yeah, Bill Maher, I mean, Bill Maher isn't necessarily the best comedian in the world. Like I said, you can laugh at the joke or not laugh at the joke. If if you are offended and start crying, it's like, well, what are we talking about here? What is what is really going on? All right, Scott Caller, who we speaking yeah. to? Oh, hey, Abiel, Danny. How you doing, mate? It's all good, man. What's going on? Yeah, great, man. Thanks again for taking my call. No problem. Yeah, so I've got to talk about Novak Djokovic, man. Um, yeah, that man's a legend. Absolute legend. Absolutely. Yeah, he's just, again, he's just a, a man who has integrity, he has values, and, um, you know, he's, he's he's clearly like a a role model for a lot of, uh, a lot of people, and... Um, you know, he, he kind of comes across as a leader as well. You know, what I mean, he's not just going to follow the herds just because, just because the majority of people at that certain time said, you know, you must take this thing and, um, uh, you know, what I mean, to fit in. And obviously, he's, he's clearly someone who just is an individual who does what he wants to do. You know, what I mean, and I really admire that. Right on. I like that. I like the the leader qualities where you just do your own thing. You're not following the herd, not following the crowd. If you think that the vex is Good for you, then take it. If it's not, then don't. Don't just do a thing because you got pressured into it. Do what is best for you. That's a leadership quality. Yeah, that's exactly it with the whole being pressured into it. It's that peer pressure mentality where it's like when I was younger, I had a bunch of friends who they all smoked cigarettes. And it's like they all kind of like, you know, Trump was trying to peer pressure me into doing it. And I never did because, you know, I've always sort of done what I wanted to do. And I always sort of knew right from wrong. And it's that same thing. You know, some people just can't, um, I I don't know. I don't know if it's just the way people are built. I guess we are all slightly built different. Um, Some people are pushed into things a little bit more easy than others. And it was just absolutely disgusting how he was treated. I mean, um, because it was, I I can't remember if if it was the Australian Open, right, who refused him to play in the tournament, was it, or? Well, what happened, it was Australia, the country, because he was going to play in the Australian Open, and he was granted an exception to be there. But then oh, after right. after the exception was revoked, he got deported out of Australia. Right, okay. Yeah, because Australia were quite strict. They were very strict, weren't they, on the whole thing, weren't they? Yeah, like, they, they were really strict. They gave him the exception. They said, okay, now we can't give you that, so we're going to just kick you out. Yeah, it's disgusting. I mean, look, if anyone's saying, oh, he wouldn't have won a tournament anyway, I mean, he definitely probably would have won that tournament. I mean, he's one of the best uh, tennis players out there, so they kind of cost him that title, which is sad. But, um, 
Yeah, and again, this whole, the whole interview with, you know, the, the guy sort of saying, oh, but, you know, you, you still sort of say you're not like anti-vax, though, are you? And it's like, so what if he is, though? So what if anyone else is? You right. know what I mean? If you're anti-vax, cool. You know what I mean? Like, uh, at the end of the day, we all know now that it doesn't work and there are potential side effects with all the evidence that's coming out now. So it's like, so what if he is? I'm sick of this whole, like, oh, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but, you know, but I, you know, I didn't take it because it's like, well, at the end of the day, I mean, you got that corpse in, in you know, an office right now who said, uh, what was it? He said, um, take the vax because, you know, if you get the vax, you won't get COVID. It's like just a blatant lie. He obviously knew it was a lie, but obviously don't care. Right. And, um, yeah, sorry. And, and as for that Bella Fawn, I mean, yeah, she's just another, you know, young, ignorant, you know, actress who just pretends to be offended by everything, which is just, you know, really sad. And, and I can't. I can't stand Bill Maher, but you know, when a man's got a point, a man's got a point. I mean, uh, he's obviously right when you know when it comes to the whole transgender topic, and he's actually he actually—that's the only kind of time time when he actually has speaks common sense. And right. um, he's obviously trying to give her wisdom, isn't he? Really, but she clearly isn't listening. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's just sad. The younger generation, the, the things they—they just—they kind of just like lost souls. They're just all on social media, and they all just you know program to think like this and um because you know really and truly you're not these people i don't think are really truly offended you just pretend to be offended don't you really yeah i love it. it's just it's just acting just performative people just they sometimes they react in the way they think they're supposed to react for social acceptance it's not really how they actually think yeah no i totally agree and um i mean yeah after all she's an actress so <laughs> you know i mean we would, we would never know right Right, exactly. All right, well, thanks again, ABL. Take my call. Great show. Shout, shout out to the chat. Appreciate it, mate. Take care. Thank hey, you. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. All right, mate. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, shout out to the caller. Great call. Let's keep on rocking here. 619, don't know who I'm speaking to. Oh, hey, ABL. This is uh, Lando and Jeannie. We're calling you from uh, San Diego, California. All righty. What's going on? Oh, hey. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I just want to ask you real quick. They haven't been saying anything about it, but what do you think? Are they going to kind of impose the mail the mail in ballots again next year, or, or what do you think? It depends on where you live because it's state the state issue. So where I live, I'm not quite sure. Um, California, it, it might be kind of all out with it. it. It's really a state issue. I don't really know what each state's going to do. Yeah. We're screwed. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's amazing because we, we voted in person last election and they just took our ballots. They didn't even ask for IDs. Me and my wife were like shocked. And then not even like an hour later, of course, it's California, but, but they called the election. I'm like, what the heck? Uh, yeah, we were mad. <laughs> and uh, other than that, I do have another request for you, if you don't mind. Okay. You have not done your... You have not done your your uh, shack impression in a while. And I was wondering if you could do it tonight. Okay. I, I might not be able to do it like right at this moment, but I'm going to do it at a certain point during the stream. So give me a little bit. You might hear it. Awesome. Right. Sauce. All right. Well, you have a great evening and a uh, great show as always. We love you. Rock on. Thank you for the call. Appreciate y'all. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Shout out to the callers. Great call. I like the people that call together, like as a family, a couple shout out to you guys. I appreciate it. All right, let's go 
Four two three. You're online. Who am I speaking to? Hi, it's Amanda. All righty, what's going on? Hey, how are you doing? It's great to talk to you. I'm doing uh, well. I'm um, from- can you do me a favor? Turn turn some off in the background for me, please. I'm so sorry. I, I had that. Okay. Yeah, I'm calling from East Tennessee. How are you doing? I'm well. Can't complain. How about yourself? Uh, I just wanted to say to everyone, I hope everyone's doing great. Uh, also, my thoughts on, I know this is a little bit off topic from the politics and stuff that we had going on. Uh, I hope everyone is putting out maybe not so much like what we used to call a victory garden, but um, maybe if everyone could just kind of pull together and just this spring is coming up real soon. It seems really uh, kind of backwards to say I, I I need everybody to plant some seeds and stuff like that. But, you know, everybody should really kind of probably work together on um, helping each other out and uh, ask your neighbor, ask your neighbor uh, what they need you to plant or maybe yourself. What, what, what do you need to plant to supply for your family? Because times are getting hard. I hope everyone's doing great, though. And uh, thank you for answering. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Great call. Shout out to her and shout out to you guys for being here as well. I appreciate y'all. The number to call 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And, and please be aware that if Shaq's going to come to the stream, that you got to like the video. If you don't like the video, then Shaq can't come to the stream anymore. Shout out to you guys who called in earlier. Hopefully you guys still here to hear the to hear Shaq, to hear Shaq on the on the stream. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for, for, for calling. This is this is Shaq Diesel, big Aristotle on TNT. I beat up Chuck and Kenny every day. So that was that was I'm a little rusty. I'm a little rusty. I'm a, I'm gonna get it back though. I've not done that one in a while. I'm gonna try to get a few more I'm gonna try to get the the UK, the Shaq, all those impressions. I'm trying to get those really have them really be on point. So, yeah, shout out to the calls. I appreciate y'all for being here. You guys are the best audience. Let's keep on rocking. And let's go. 860, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how you doing, brother? ABL, it's up in a Ranger Xbox. All right, man, what's going on? Oh, not much. Uh, sir, if I may, I'd like to address that caller that followed me last week real quick. If I may. Okay. All right. First of all, I'm the oldest of six kids, second old seven. I've been changing diapers and cooking since 1966. I have three sisters. One of them's grandmother now. Well, actually, both of them are grandmothers now. And uh, when I got out of the Army, the three little redhead girls next door, they've known me since I was 22 years old. They're all grown women down in Highlands County, Florida. And, sir, I do not recommend that you disparage my name in front of them women. I, I got you. Hold on. I, I, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You know I, what I, I, mean? hold on. I, I got you. I understand. I do not. Hold on. 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 Wait. 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 Hold on. Hold on. I understand. Well, we can't. We can't go too far into that now. But you made your point. Well, I understand. I know. I mean, I wanted to get out there on that subject. Okay. Because I was a virgin until I was twenty-three years old. I am not a sexual dude. All right. All right. All right. Look. I heard you, but we can't go but too far. You know what I, I mean? I understand, but we can't go too. We got to. We got to just cut that right there, okay? I I, I get it. Okay, yeah, and you're right, ABL. But 
That was uncalled for what he did last I, I week. I got you. I understand. That was dirty. I got you. Anyway, God bless you. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. And love the callers. Bye. I know. Yeah, so basically somebody called and said something that was pretty inappropriate. We'll leave it right there. All right? And it's untrue. That's what he wanted to say. But I can't get into all that extra stuff. I can't be doing all that now. You're going to try to get the stream blocked. So let's not do that anymore. Let's keep on going here. Let's go 702. You know, line. who am I speaking to? Yeah. Hey, this is Michael Munkers. Are you, is this you? This is me. Thank you, sir. I just wanted to say that I, I love you. I've been watching you for years and I, I noticed that you're up over a million subscribers. I started watching you like 10, 20, 30,000 or something. And it just shows that people are waking up, not woke up, but they're waking up and they're looking for the truth. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you giving out information to people. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate you. It means a lot to me. It's just cool to watch you, man. It's cool to see you grow. Right on, man. I really appreciate you for being here, be, being a lifer. Thank you. Not woke up, but they're waking up. All right. There's, there's oh, a, I am on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you can't watch it at the same time. There's, there's a delay. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you that because I, I, I just watch all this stuff. And I see all this stuff going on. I think that we're doing pretty good now. I think we got a little bit of good news with the trial on Trump, you know, that got delayed for a while. I don't know what's going to happen after the fact. But um, it's pretty cool. Um, we we're a lot, a few things. It's been a long time. Like we haven't had anything good happening, you know. And I watch everybody talk, and they keep saying the same stuff, and I just get depressed and everything. But but you know, we're getting a, a little bit of good news, you know. And I think we're going to win in the end. And I once again, and then I'm I'm over talking. I'm sorry. But once again, just like I watch you, I watch, oh, there's so many people I've been watching for years now. You know, you've been around, I believe, since since the beginning. Like, I used to, I wanted to vote for Hillary Clinton. Right, right. And, and then my friend, and this was back in 2016, and I, um, my friends asked me, why you hate Republicans? And I said, well, I don't really know. And I'm an open-minded guy, and so I did some research, and oh, my God, and that's, that's why I freaked out. And I told my friends, I said, you got to check this stuff out. I did like an hour of research into Hillary Clinton. I was like, Oh my God, you know what I mean? And, um, this is years ago. This is 2015. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, everyone's calls it woke up, you know, with the, on the other side, I say, wake up. I waked up. Right on. Right and, um, you know, I discovered things and everything. And then I looked for truth. And so I looked for people telling me the truth. And you were one of them back then. I know you've been, when did you start doing this? I know you're around back then. 2015. Yeah. You're around back then. And I started watching you back then, you know, and, um, I just looked for the truth and I just appreciate you, but I know, I know that your subscribers were nothing like they are now. And I look at it now and I'm like, See, all these other people now are waking up. They're all looking for the truth, and they're looking towards you and other people. Right on. And I just think it's awesome. Well, well thank, thank you for the call. I'm going to cut you off with I got a few more calls on the line. Thank you for your call. I really appreciate you. 
Okay, thank you, brother. All right, now. All right, shout out to the caller. Appreciate the, the support. Let's keep on rocking here. 901, you don't know, line who I'm speaking to. Hey, Zach from Memphis. How are you tonight? Oh, well, about yourself. I'm good. I was just wondering if you'd seen the um, what happened on Beach Adams' channel where um, he did a video where the Turkish lawmaker um, was declaring that Israel was going to suffer the wrath of Allah and then immediately dropped <laughs> right there on the floor. Um, is is he dead or the, is he did he did he die or did he have like a heart attack? No, he had a heart attack and died. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah, I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, that was, it was pretty crazy. I I, I was just like, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it was, <laughs> it, it, I'll put it this way. It kind of restored my faith. I'll put it that way, because that, that was the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I, I, I don't know if it was just... <laughs> Somebody upstairs had enough or what the deal was, but that, yeah, um, definitely check it out if you get a chance. Yeah, I'll check it out and see what's going on with it for sure. All right. All right. Very good. Well, y'all have a good night. Thank you for taking my call. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Yep. All right. So let me see. He, he had a heart attack, but he didn't die. He's just in serious condition. So, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Only when they get into that because people are going to get offended. Oh, if you, I ain't going to get into it, but he's not dead. All right, let's keep on going here. Who am I speaking to? 757, you're on the line. Yes, sir, ABL. This is uh, Juvenile from your chat. But um, I just wanted to make it quick tonight. Um, just give you all praises and uh, uh, thanks for, for everything that you've done for our community all the information that you've put out over the years allow uh, individuals to have a platform for communication. I will say that, uh, you know, things are hidden in plain sight. Um, we won't get too deep down the rabbit hole, but if uh, people do their due diligence, it'll all come to the surface. Um, but again, I just wanted to thank you for everything that you do and, uh, you know, just continue to push on, you know, somebody's got to continue to fight the good fight. Thank you and have a blessed one and Merry Christmas. Thank you for the call, man. Merry Christmas to you. Great call. Shout out to him. Okay, so I'll pull up the article right quick about the Turkish member of, he's a Turkish MP, member of parliament, not the, not the prime minister or anything like that, or the president. It, it wasn't Erdogan, it wasn't him. <laughs> you know, if, if it was him, you would know. Now, it says, video, Turkish MP says Israel won't escape wrath of Allah, then suffers heart attack. Hassan Bitmez was delivering an address at the General Assembly of the Turkish parliament when he collapsed at the podium. All right, so... That's something right there. That's crazy with the feet up. That's that's nuts. Um, he's attended to. He's lies on the floor. So he collapsed a heart attack on Tuesday at the end of a live stream parliamentary speech in which he said Israel wouldn't be able to escape the wrath of Allah. The incident was reported in Times of Israel. And let me see about his condition. Uh, I, I could play it right quick. It won't maximize, but it'll just play right here. Allah'ın gazabından kurtulamayacaksınız. Hepinizi saygıyla selamlıyorum. So, and that's it right there. Birleşme over. Now it's weird how normally when somebody falls like that, like over the past couple of years, when somebody will fall like that, oh, is he vexed? 
that'd be the question. But now it's a it's, it's what he was saying that made it happen. So it's always something, ain't it? But yeah, um, he's hospitalized, and the condition was extremely critical and serious. He might die, but he's not dead. Um, and that's just what it is. All right, let's keep on going. Let's go to who am I speaking to? Three, four, seven. Oh my god. <laughs> Hi, Nibia. I didn't expect to actually get you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you got on. You got through. How are you? I'm good. This is Monique Price. (laughs) Hey, Monique Price. What's going on? And my sister's here um, with me, too. We're both huge fans of your show. (laughs) (laughs) I feel my heart jumping out of my mouth. (laughs) We weren't expecting you at all. Um, So... Last night, I actually listened to uh, one of Tucker's old shows. I think maybe from a couple of days ago, where Alex Jones was on. And he said a couple of things that were kind of disturbing to me regarding like globalists wanting to mold society in their own way and um, taking control of people's lives, requiring every adult to have phones and banning old cars and things of that nature. And then when you combine that with some of the clips that you showed tonight with a lot of the migrants at the border saying that they want to join the U.S. military despite having, like, no allegiance to the U.S., all of it has me, like, super concerned. And sometimes I feel like there's no coming back for this country, but I was really wondering what your opinion was on all of that. It's all kind of super depressing. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. It's just as we get better technology, as things advance, we also lose some liberty because the cell phone, everybody has it. You kind of got to have it at a certain point and they can mm-hmm. control us. They can they can track us like this. They could do a lot. I know people I've heard stories about people where they were running from the police. They were not trying to be found, but their phone, they're able to track it. So it's like if you want to be untrackable you don't mean you don't be part of this society where they could just see whatever you're doing you don't have access to modernity you got to live far 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 away or just totally flee from the country it's a pretty scary thing um i'm not really sure what what we're going to have as far as innovation to counteract some of this to have technology but not have it control us it might get to the point where it's like some kind of futuristic thing where you got to have all kind of gadgets and gears and whatnot around you to drone yeah you got to have everything just to be able to live in society without having everything be controlled so i think we're just going to have more innovation and more technology to counter the control from the government that may try to come about in the next few years and to that same point he also mentioned that the people who flee to the more remote areas of the country that they're not going to be faced either because then the message will be that uh, it's those people in the middle of the country who are the reasons why you guys are all suffering. Let's go get them. And that's like, that's, that's something else that has me concerned. Like, am I going to have to flee back to Jamaica or something? <laughs> it's something that's a little, it's something that I don't want to think about, but still it, it, it's still heavy on my mind. I mean, I, I totally understand because I'm thinking the same thing. Like if it gets out of control, it's like, where do you, do you have anywhere to hide in the USA? I mean, you still got a lot of mountain guys off the grid doing their thing, but with technology, you might be able to find them as well. Like you said, might might, might <laughs> yeah, go to yeah. Jamaica, go up in the mountains and live up there away from society yeah. and they can't find you. 
yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's all I really had to bring up. That's the only thing that's really on my mind. Um, we're both huge fans of your show. Again, I still can't believe that I'm really talking to you. It's, it's really an honor. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for um for supporting. I really, really do appreciate you. All right. Thank you. All, All right. right. Bye. All right now. Thank y'all. Bye. All right. Shout out to Monique Price and friend for calling. I appreciate y'all for being supporters of the show. I really, really do. So thank y'all. Let's keep on rocking here. Let's go. 260, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is David. How you doing? It's all good, boss. What's happening? Uh, it's all good. Uh, I missed a lot of the show, but it, it's good catching up. Um, I got to mute you on the other hand, like, with the headset. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now, I've I've always enjoyed, like, like watching your show. Uh, I've been a follower probably, like, a... About like a year or two at this point. Uh, you talk a lot of the same notes like I I hit on. Um, I appreciate your work, what you do, man. Like for real. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So so what's new with you, man? Like, how's it going? <laughs> Everything's good, man. You know, I'm just just doing my thing, just doing the show. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I thought I'd just like like call in real quick. Shout out, um, everybody else, you know, like to ABL, to the chat, much love to all y'all. Like, I know we, we're going through all this together, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like we're a family in itself, um, um, but like, just push through like, and just like look to the positive. That's all I can say to it. Right on, man. After that, like, I, I'll get off here. I'll let somebody else hop on. I just want to say that. Thank you for Much the call, love. man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Later. All right. Shout out to the caller. Let's keep on going here. Let's go. 813, you know, Lauren, who am I speaking to? Uh, this is Mike from Tampa, Florida. All right, man. What's going on? Uh, not too much. Right on. Hey, I was just wondering, man, you know, that actor that came down here from Ukraine, like when they come and act for all this money, how do they really spend it? I, that's you know a, what I mean? That's like, a great question. How do they run out of it? That's a, that's a, where, where, where's the invoices for everything that's been spent and bought? And, you know, where's where's the trail at? I would love to see that because I know one thing they did was come out and say, well, there was a guy in government who stole a billion dollars. He stole a billion dollars and we don't know where he is and what he did with it. So I know that part. But beyond that, I have no idea. Yeah, because why do he have to keep that company? back asking for more money like where's the money at that we've already given hey man i can't call it that's a good question i like to see some accounting some some paper trail let's get, let's get some turbo tax let's get a little bit of quick books on the situation to figure out what's happening <laughs> i know that's right but hey brother i appreciate what you're doing man nice talking to you thank you for the call man appreciate you all right you too great call 773, you don't know who I'm speaking to. Uh, ABL, it's retired Chicago police officer friend. Thanks for taking my call. I got a bombshell for you here, uh, ABL. And once again, kudos to you because uh, just like you suspected what might happen is now happening here in Chicago in the state of Illinois, and it will be coming to a state near you. It's only because Illinois with the 
with Governor J.P. Pritzker and Chicago with uh, with Mayor uh, Brandon Johnson. It's a sanctuary state as well as a sanctuary city. Here's what I'll tell you that the mayor has done so far. Uh, he has now filed 55 lawsuits, ABL, against the bus companies that transported the migrants from the border to Chicago. Uh, a total of 77 buses uh, they, they uh, um, brought are bringing the court, but it's 55 lawsuits so far that Chicago um, is, is suing them. And here's what the mayor said. He said uh, he claims that rogue, uncoordinated buses are endangering the lives of migrants and the bus companies should be held responsible. How ridiculous is that shooting the messenger? Maybe we should shoot, uh, sue ourselves as a city if any migrants uh, used our public transportation. It's ridiculous. But here's the bombshell that I was really talking about, ABL. Um, J.B. Pritzker in the state of Illinois, starting January 1st, so, you know, uh, next month, uh, there's 150 new laws that are coming in, in, into law in Illinois. So this is gonna be coming to a place near you. Of course, I'm not gonna read 150, I'll read about five. Non-citizen immigrants, already they're softening the language. Instead of saying illegal aliens or illegals, non-citizen immigrants. Um, give me one second, because I wanna get, I wanna get the, the quote right. Non-citizen immigrants, who have work permits will be eligible to become police officers in wow. Illinois. Wow. So that's number one. That's one of the laws. And and here's the thing, ABL. This happened. I'm old enough. This happened in the early 1980s in Dade County in Miami. What happened was because of the cocaine during the early 80s, the late 70s, early 80s, Miami became a hub and became super dangerous. And it was no longer worth it for people to go into law enforcement. Plus, a lot of experienced law enforcement people in Miami were able to get jobs in other states that was way less dangerous and paid more money. So what happened was they lowered the standards to get people to become policemen in Dade County. And what happened? What happened was... They didn't do the background checks and have and go through the vetting that you have to go through. I went through, I can't tell you how many hours and hours of background checks and interviews and all this stuff because they're giving you a badge and a gun and they're setting you out into society. So you have to really do your homework. Otherwise, you're going to get former gangbangers. You're going to get corrupt people. That's what happens. And a few of those do get through and they get on the news. You know, people that are taking drug money or helping drug dealers or selling drugs themselves or whatever they're doing. So that, that was, that's going to change. Uh, nine citizen immigrants who have work permits will be eligible to become police officers. Here's another one, ABL. You'll love this. Non-citizen immigrants can get a standardized driver's license replacing their current visitor's license, driver's license. So essentially what we're doing there is our state 
is now giving the necessary documentation for them to vote. They're going to have a standard license. When you ask to see somebody's license, I don't ask. When I stop UADL, or even if I stop a, a Spanish guy with a heavy Spanish accent, how he speaks English, I don't ask, are you a citizen? I ask, let me see your license. We are now giving them the documentation to, to emigrate here illegally and put the vote in their hands, more importantly. That's what that law is going to do. That starts January 1st in Illinois. So they're giving you the documentation. Uh, and then, uh, then there's others, ABL, that, that don't deal with the migrants, but deal with crime. Uh, youthful offenders under 21. I love how they say that, youthful <laughs> offenders. Like they're, they're uh, so carefree. But youthful offenders under the age of 21 can no longer be given a life sentence without the possibility of parole. And how do you like that? No one under 21 can be sentenced, can be uh, uh, given a life sentence without the possibility uh, of parole. So now, look what we're doing with that. Ridiculous. When they kill your loved one. Right. Anyone, uh, anyone sentenced to a life, uh, to life in prison who has served more than 40 years be automatically becomes eligible for parole. So that now you got life in prison without the possibility of parole. And by the way, ABL, I, I, I made an arrest like that. It's one of my biggest arrests was where the guy got 50 years without the possibility of parole. So that's a, a 45 year old man who murdered somebody and went to prison for 50 years, that's pretty much a life sentence. Right. But now this man's family has to go every year to make sure that he doesn't fall through the cracks and get out to be able to live his life after killing their loved one. So that's another law that they did. Be patient with me, there's only one more. Now, uh, with landlords, landlords will be required, required to rent or sell property to undocumented migrants, which means now if you want to rent your place, you are required to consider them so you can't do a, a credit check, a background check, because nobody knows, you know, they're not from this country. Right. They, their, their credit history and their history in this country and what they've done and what they're doing and if they can pay, pay their rent or whatever, you know, is now untraceable. It's ridiculous. This will be coming to a state near you. This is, this is, you give them an inch and they, they take 10 miles. It's ridiculous, ABL, what's happening. And now they're putting into law. Just what I said last year to you, ABL, is they want to get them over here. It doesn't matter. They'll make you lose your job because you're not vaxxed. They'll make you stay home in quarantine. But then they let this flood of strangers into our country. Let them, you know, let them migrate into all the states and cities and towns of our country without even checking if they have a vax or if they have COVID or anything, if they're so concerned about COVID. But the real thing is they want to get them in here and they'll worry about them getting the vote later. And this is their path to the vote. Let's give them work permits. Let's let them have any job that they want to have, which is people want to work, but you don't belong here in the first place. 
and and then let's let's give you the documentation and ID that allows you when the people say how ridiculous it is that you need an ID to get to get liquor, but not to not to vote. Well, okay, now we agree. Now they have to show their ID. But we're the ones that gave it to them. We we told them, come on over, we'll give you your ID. I mean, we're giving them the documentation. Might as well just give them a fake, a fake birth certificate too. Ridiculous, but it's coming to a town and state near you. That's my two cents. I'd love to hear your opinion, or maybe you could even do a, a look into it with your excellent research that you do. I'm just a comic person. I didn't research it. I saw the article, and that's it. Anyway, ABL, thanks for taking my call, and I'll talk to you later. Thanks for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what it sounds like. What it ultimately sounds like is you're going to have certain states that are going to try to work around the whole thing of you can't be an illegal alien and vote. They've already tried that, I believe, in California. I'm not quite sure if they have it on the books yet, but I heard something about that. They're talking about, oh, well, it's a local election. It's not really a big election. They were trying to downplay it. But if you're able to vote in the small election, it could be for dog catcher. It could be for your little league baseball pitcher, whatever you vote for, and it has weight and it has power and it's in some kind of form of governance, whether big or small, it doesn't really matter. If you're able to vote at all in the place, the next step is 2024 general election. Okay, Biden, Trump, who are we voting for? It'll get to that point. And then it might be a court battle over it. It may be some things that are allowed to go through. It could be a local thing where you're trying to get, sorry, the, the, the next step is to have these people vote. And we know who they're going to vote for. They're going to vote for those who let them into the country to begin with. They're going to vote for the Democratic Party. They're going to vote for, and it, it might get to the point where if you got people that are let into the country, it's like Ellis Island days where they're greeted. Hey, my name is Rep- Representative Bob Smith. Vote for me. Here's a card. Here's my card. Rep Bob Smith, vote for me. Go right down there. Here's your, what, what's your name? Rabidowitz. How you spell that? It doesn't really matter. Um, Mike Rabidowitz. Okay, go over there, vote for me, and that's how it is. That's going to be what they try to do. So I'm not surprised at all if that's the next step in this whole situation, but that'll be a wrap for me tonight. Thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. I'll be back live again on Saturday, same bat time, same bat place, 8 p.m. to right around right now. 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, this will be, this is a podcast you're listening to right now. It'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platforms, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, etc. Link for that will be in the description box or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. And shout out to you guys for watching, retweeting, super chatting, whatever you're doing. I appreciate you. I could not do the show without you. Shout out to the mods, keeping the trolls in check. I appreciate y'all as well. I think I got the super chats. Let me just check to make sure I got everything. Shout out to Bob MIT who says, you can bet I'm going to rewatch Saturday stream. I got you, man. Thank you for calling in. Shout out to you guys for being here and supporting. And that'll be a wrap for me. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.